Hey everybody, welcome to our technically disastrous 368th episode of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez. Who else is joining me here in the mystical, magical Adam Foot Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, patreon.com slash laser time? Christopher, proud hydrochloric <laughs> devourer and You want to try that again? <laughs> no. I mean, he no. says it better than the man himself. So. That's true. That's no, true. That's the only word he's ever pronounced well, and we've all stopped reporting on, like, he has a stake. He has he owns a piece of that company. Yes. <laughs> that's why he can pronounce it so well. Well, he just shortens it to hydroxy now. He doesn't even say the whole thing. Hydroxy. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about it's it. It's the drox. Yeah, it's like that PC uh, game from a while ago with the clown. Dropsy. Droxy. Yeah. Hydrox, everyone's favorite cookie. Yeah. This yeah. is Jilted X Michael Jordan teammate Matthew Allen. And special guest. TL Foster. I was going to come in with something, but I again, I dropped the ball. It's fine. <laughs> I dropped uh, the ball. We have very low standards tonight. We're, we're starting late. Everything shit the bed. I'm super uh, frustrated, but... I, I am I, apologetically drunk. It uh-huh. is midnight my time. Okay. Uh, we lost power for 90 minutes during our last show. I jumped straight into that, into this. I'm very tired, and I apologize if I sound silly, but I normally would be in bed soon. <laughs> I, I just had my first sip of Fireball whiskey and can confirm it's just Aftershock. Remember from when we were in college, Michael? That mm-hmm. terrible cinnamon yes, whiskey? it's an yeah, atomic Fireball. Yes. Form. Well, we have a, a fun show tonight. It was a lot of fun to research and get into and uh, look at all these games. But Trev, you brought this one to me. Yes. So I've been watching The Last Dance, which is the... Uh, Mystery ESPN. Science Theater 3000 documentary in the mm-hmm. last episode. We all know. <laughs> no, it's uh, ESPN's look at the Michael Jordan Lead Bulls from the 90s, which is tremendous. Even if you don't like sports, it's a great time capsules from like the late 80s into the 90s. Well, specifically, uh, though, it focuses on the 97 98 season, right? Like, that's it's right. like, literally that's the, the last dance. Like, that. that's the hook, but they go back through like they go back through Jordan through 84. All the way through. Like, they, they show very huge snippets of, like, 90, 91, when Jordan's dad died, when he quit and played baseball, all this stuff, right? Which is um, immortalized in Space Jam. <laughs> just want to point yes. that out. Yes. Well, and, and also, so the bad guy in Space Jam is legitimately, like, based off of the GM for the Bulls that Jordan hated. Uh, it's wild. But, so, I, and I started doing research, because uh, I'm working on a video, and I was like, it's always weird to think about, like, Jordan has, like, this big thing in pop culture with sports and and film, uh, but he has no presence, like, big presence in video game. And I went down the rabbit hole of, like, well, I'm going to look up Michael Jordan video games, and very famously, uh, you know, he has, he didn't have a deal with the, with the NBA uh, Players Association. So he was technically not in any basketball video game. Hmm. So I mean, he, whoa, whoa, whoa. he there was a period where he wasn't. He he was for a while, and then he stopped. Yeah, and then he he let himself be right. again. Right? Who can forget right, right. Jordan versus Bird, which was actually a sequel to the lesser known uh, Doctor J versus Bird. Yes, exactly. Right, right. no, he was originally because like he he there was some games that were on the Genesis, like the the Bulls versus like they used to have the the versus series yeah, where it'd be the right. the NBA Finals champions. But after like ninety two ninety three. He wasn't, right? Like, very famously, he's not in NBA Jam. He wasn't on the in the EA games. And he didn't come back until 
unfortunately, when he came back for the Wizards, um, yeah. is when he finally got well, they, back yeah. into the I think games. 2K went back and they actually had a, they called it 1996 Jordan, like years later right. that they put in the game. But it was so funny because his absence, there's a couple of funny things. So in NBA Jam, that's one of the reasons Scottie Pippen was like one of the best players. They were uh, kind of melding Jordan skills. I was the, the, like, like wonderful nerd Horace Grant like is a household yes. name. Because and I think they just found out that they scraped the data and like Jordan Sprite was in there, so they weren't sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Jordan Sprite, that's the the other sports games couldn't call him Jordan in name, but there was always a guy who looked conspicuously like Jordan that was in the games. Yeah, it's always like player ninety nine, right? It's the thing that um, it's the thing that um, uh, the baseball games used to do about Barry Bonds. Like it wouldn't be Barry Bonds; it would be like. Joe Dante or some like like someday <laughs> right? I directed Gremlins, please. <laughs> uh, it's it's when they couldn't get Bob Dugnut or whatever his right. life. Bobson right. Dugnut, thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> but um, but there is. Or so I actually asked. <laughs> I actually asked a fan, a friend of the show, Dan Amrick, about it. Apparently, there is a there is a ROM of NBA Jam that has both Gary Payton and Michael Jordan, and that came because Gary Payton was very famously not in NBA Jam, but wanted to be. So apparently there is a ROM out there, but no one's ever played it. Hmm. It's like it's a big urban myth. But it just got me down the rules. It's like, well, I mean, we do know a game Jordan's in. And it just got me thinking about other games that, well, people who were who are sports athletes in non-sports games. Yeah. And so, surprisingly a small list. When, and I, I was convinced that, that we had done this years ago, that it was our second show. But then I went back and... Listen to that one, which was hard, by the way, hard to listen to because we did not have our shit together yet. And yeah, we ended up just doing top five video game jocks that happened to include a couple of real people. So it was like it, it was like jocks from non-sports games. We had like Waka from Final Fantasy X. And yeah, that was kind of embarrassing. It's over. And I think we got through the list in about 10 minutes, which, by the way, we're currently at the 12 minute mark in our recording. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, two we, hours late. I'm gonna get hammered. All right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's let's just jump right into it. The top five sports stars in non-sports games. Right after this. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 30 2010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two over at patreon.com slash lasertime. We've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 30, 20, and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. Because Double Dare NES is allegedly out this week for NES, and I know at least Brett and I would we'd see this game be like from Game Tech, because there weren't many places to hear a video game publisher said out loud to you. I remember like not until like podcasting with Michael, like a uh, oh bump and jump. That's Vic Tokai, and like this is the first time I've heard that name out loud from anywhere other than my head. <laughs> they would, like like Nintendo would say from Nintendo, and I think Jalico would be like from Jalico. If it weren't for Nickelodeon's Double Dare, I never would have heard a, a human being say the word Game Tech. And Game Tech is this bizarre California publisher that specialized in adaptations of television game shows. I did find multiple YouTube videos that are just uncut Double Dare prizes from the obstacle course. Harvey, tell him what you'll win that Mark Summers will say. And Harvey, one of the most satisfying views. I'm just going to play a random snippet. Fabulous new car 
Or drive your family right onto the beach in your new Cherokee from Jeep and Sport. <laughs> hey, you and eight-year-old will win. <laughs> so, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Laser Time shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yeah! And we're back to talk about what? No, all talk at once, in unison, come on. Yeah, top five sports, not sports guys, and not sports Top five Hitler mustaches from Haynes Spokesman. Yes. We'll talk about Mr. Hitler mustache. But first... Number five. What is this nightmare this. of farty Genesis sound effects? Bill, it's not Bill Lambeer's combat basketball? It's not. That is it's technically not, a sports no. game. It's a sports game. Yeah. That is a sports game, yes. A bad one, uh, but... <laughs> yeah. uh, this this would be a game that I have reverence for, mm-hmm. but I, I feel a lot of people, especially people who are older than me, uh, do not, and that would be Shaq Fu. Yes. I, I love that you're like, okay. I feel like people older than me don't understand this game. Like, no, older people don't have Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> well, yeah. no, we, okay. We knew it was so, bad at the time. This was yeah. one of the first, like, infamous games I can remember. Like, yeah. oh, no, avoid that well, thing. Well, like, like it, was, it was a huge deal. It, it had Shaq in a Delphine Software game. Delphine Software, which had previously made Flashback, which looks amazing, or looked amazing on 16-bit consoles. And I will say, like, I... I played this before I started putting the list together, and I absolutely hated it. And I found out part of the reason for that was I was playing the European version, which moves at like 50 frames a second and feels incredibly Mm. slow. Whereas the US Genesis and Super Nintendo versions move at 60 frames a second. They look really nice, and they're not painful to play. Although they're not great either, and you can you can kind of get by by just like I think spamming a light kick over and over and over again. Didn't that happen yes. with one of the recent console mini versions? I want to say it was like the PlayStation used European versions of some yeah, game. Yeah, PlayStation it used different European yeah. Tekken Three. Yeah, and it's like it doesn't sound like a big deal, like fifty versus sixty frames a second, but like everything just slows down to compensate. It's it's not yeah. just that the game moves at a slower frame rate. Now, yeah. now I gotta ask. There can't be two Shaq Fu's on this list because technically there are. There's that return game that was like. Mm, they, the, um, the well, maybe maybe don't ask yeah. questions yeah. you don't want answers yeah. to. Yeah, <laughs> can't believe. Just gonna you say that. Just gonna say that. They're very different. But hey, look, look. When you have the best Laker, that's what you have mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not the best Laker. The best Laker. This is my answer is going to surprise you, TL. Is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Oh, I Kareem, love I love his writing. He hmm. is the best Laker. He's the best uh, pilot by He actually trained 70s. with Bruce Lee, so... Yeah. Followed by Magic Johnson, then Kobe, and then Shaq. Mm-hmm. That's that's the order. That is and the definitive then LeBron, list. Well, the best Laker. I, I will say that Shaq in this game, he never really looks like Shaq, as far as I'm concerned. Like, in some scenes, he looks like a young Louis Gossett Jr., and yeah. in others, <laughs> he looks like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, but black. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it... For all the other characters in the game have to because like they're not like the models of the game they're not taller than Shaq uh-huh. so like it's like it's like oh he went to a world full of like 
seven foot tall mummy men. Which is so or, stupid. <laughs> it's the only reason to have Shaq in the game. He's right, taller he's than most yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and now I just really want an Iron Eagle with Shaq starring as Louis Costa <laughs> Jr.'s character, but to scale, so Never everything say, is just like one point three times its Iron size. Eagle. Surprisingly, like they didn't really get any voice samples, and for what it's worth, I think the Genesis version. If you if you must play this game, the Genesis version is far and away the better one, even though it doesn't look or sound quite as good because it has more characters, more stages. And I like there's there's no clear reason on why the Super Nintendo version got shortchanged, although it does have slightly better sound, and you get this intro noise, which is in the Super Nintendo version, but not Genesis for some reason. Also, the uh, half-heartedly digitized scream sounds slightly better on Super Nintendo. I think. Yeah, you have to remember, like this is when I remember reading about this. Um, EA Games had ported uh, some sports, some like Madden games to Super Nintendo, but they, their league console was Genesis all the way. Yeah, so, I remember they, they had the special carts and everything. They were the long, tall cartridges. Yeah, yeah. with a yellow uh, for chip. like the in, in, yeah with the yellow thing for NBA Live. You know, it's funny in the Genesis version. In addition to Kazam, you actually get the Sinbad genie character from the movie that we all know. Stop happened. it! Don't, He's been telling don't, don't all do of that. you right don't now. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's also, yeah. Interesting. This was published by EA, and that EA kind of like got really tight with Sega during the Genesis years when they got started on the Genesis the same way Tengen got started on the the NES. Like they were producing unlicensed games. Right. Yeah. And so, and, and so bizarre that it ended up like in in the mid '90s as like. We're so rich. We're going to take all these giant athletes away from their sports. <laughs> I, I remember that. I think that actually doing? had something to do with the sports game. If I was like listening to, there's a thirty by thirty. There's a history of Madden football games, and it's like mm. the reason they were in bed with Sega was because the Genesis could do some of the stuff in those games that the Nintendo mm. could not do. And so, yeah. right, it, yeah, it's just in the in the infrastructure of it. And like you said, like even NBA Live, like we talked about those Jordan games, like the. The Bulls versus the the Blazers, or the Bulls versus the Lakers, like those games are the predicate, the predecessor for NBA Live, and those all roots start here in the Genesis. So that mm. EA was kind of there, yeah. you know, EA was there the whole time. Um, I really, so one of the things I really loved about this game was like the game itself, but also it came with the CD, uh, oh, yes. Shaq Fu nice. Return. And um, it's one Don't of the smoke, but I'm sipping on Pepsi juice. <laughs> it's one of the most hot garbage like rap albums. <laughs> oh, I've ever was, had. Was it as Shaq or was he Diesel? Shaq it was Diesel. as Shaq. It was as okay. Shaq. This was a uh, pre, pre Shaq Diesel. Say, era? Like playing this game, so it's sad. it's kind of perplexing why they went for the Shaq license because this this has nothing to do with Shaq. It's Shaq is in Tokyo for a charity All Star basketball game, which by the way we'll be seeing several of these throughout the course of this list and he he wanders into a kung fu shop in tokyo again and an old man beckons him through a back door and he finds himself in a mysterious world where he has to save a little boy named nezu from the clutches of an evil mummy named set Ra. and then he fights all these people that have nothing to do with anything and it's just a silly never-ending story style fantasy adventure that just happens to star shack well, remember yeah. this was like this was the like this was like the era when Shaq was big. Like mm. again, I was in I was in middle school, 
and like Zach they used to have this, get it. Yeah, they used. Oh, okay. But, I mean, that motherfucker the introduced the one liter bottle of Pepsi, and it was like this is the perfect size. So, so, so yeah, it was the Shaq size. TL's right. Yeah. Shaq was. So if this list, the reason there's not many athletes, uh, non-sports games is like very few break through to the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Shaq at the time was the guy you would walk into a sneaker store and they had the pumps. Remember the, the pump sneakers? Yeah. Like the, yeah. You, oh. they, they had his as the demo unit cause he wore like a size 22 mm-hmm. shoe or some shit yeah. like that. No, he here's, was here's, everywhere. Oh, here, here's the thing. Like I, I, I was just watching the trailer for, uh, that vice documentary, which I think is all about air Jordans. There, there have the NBA was a popular thing, and uh, they had NBA branded shoes. Those didn't move. When Jordan signed on to make shoes, Nike became a household name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like it was. It seemed. It seemed because remember, I, I talk about this with like, uh, why don't we have the Lion King or Aladdin back before we did? It's like because these were related merchandise for things. That were really important, and they didn't yeah. consider these things important. Well, I'm, my my and, question isn't so much why is Shaq in this. I know why he's in this. They want to sell the game. That's why. no, no, no. But, right. but, but what, it's, what it's saying, like they didn't they didn't is, make a game around Shaq at all. He they just inserted him yeah. into it. What I'm saying is that like, do they had NBA branded stuff all over the universe? Mm-hmm. All of that was outsold by Jordan. Mm-hmm. Like Jordan as an entity in in himself sold more shoes than the NBA Converse All-Star. Do you see right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like an entire league, like, sanction. So it, it, I think EA's to, mindset to this day, was like, Jordan shoes like, we, outsell we could pay, every we could other pay, star. We could pay the whole NBA league or we could pay this one person and still make more money. It was a probably a good gamble at the time. It seems really, really stupid and in hindsight, but, like, there's still people shooting people for Jordans who line up for them, like, it still has cachet. Mm-hmm. There is nothing comparable to a pair of Jordans in terms of branding. Dudes in their forties shooting other dudes for- in their forties for Jordans. <laughs> I know what you mean, though, Michael. In that, like, so, like, yeah, today if this game was made, or, or ten years ago, let's say, it would have been like RZA, right? It would have been like a RZA, yeah, because like, of, of the kung fu shit. Yeah, but well, I mean, he had his own. Yeah. It, it was a cheaper. It was a cheaper license for Shaq and or Jordan alone rather than the entire NBA. And, it, and at, at the way the shoe market made it look is that Jordan was a more popular brand than the entire NBA itself. Which he kind of was. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He, he st- by, he still is. To yeah. this day, Jordans yeah. outsell every other branded shoe by like tenfold or some shit like that, I heard uh, on the radio My girl the just day. got me some Tom and Jerry Reeboks on a, on a sale. I disagree. I think those are amazing. <laughs> I, I said they I outsell know. every I, other NBA player. If I say is, I have a lot of Jordan 1s. But no, I, like I said, I think it's, it was a it was a time and place, and Shaq was that person in time and place. Like after Jordan, Shaq was the biggest celebrity, so it makes sense yeah. to well, use well, him Shaq, as a skate. Shaq is actually a better actor than Jordan, like a way better actor. Shaq had just been in Blue Streak, which is a really good movie, by the way. Blue um, chips, blue, blue chips. Chip, sorry, blue chip. Yeah, blue yeah. streak is the Martin Lawrence movie. Play with blue chips, and they're all on the table. I remember the song with uh, Nick Nolte, right? Uh, God damn, coach? you guys are not dunking enough out there. God he basically God, plays Bobby. What's his name from? Uh, uh, the Red Raiders, but but before that, uh, shit. help me out, oh, uh, Bobby it. Knight. Bobby, Bobby Knight. Knight. I was yeah, trying to do, yeah. No, yeah. but so like Shaq was, he was breaking through in other places other than basketball. So it kind of makes sense. It's like, yeah, if, if you're gonna give a star other than Jordan at the time a game, mm-hmm. it would have been Shaq. Like there was there was right. no one as close to those. Yeah. Two. Can you imagine? Yeah, but think about that. Like I could get the NBA license or the member the license of one NBA player and maybe make the same amount of money or more. 
Of course I'll take that bet. And it can, turned out to be stupid and shitty. Can I speculate something now? That having thought of it, like, so I think we as a society love, like, gentle giants. And that's, Shaq's totally a gentle giant. But, like, he replaced Andre the Giant, who had died by I this time, maybe. right? Like, like some people needed that, that big, huge dude that could be in stuff. And it's Look like, you're yeah, bringing it around to wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, always. I, always. No, no, I would, no, but I, but I I would say, I would say, I would say more. It was people wanted, like people wanted Jordan to be Shaq, right? Like this, the thing with Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan doesn't have like Shaq's personality. Charisma. Like that. It, well, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like if you could have a Jordan that had the charisma, like of like it had the charisma of a Shaq. That's the NBA's like most ideal player right it's the reason why it's the reason why a lot of people like lebron is why it's easier to market him because he's he has that same personality as Shaq. but he's so, but he's he's so as lax as lebron is like the oldest young man i've ever heard talk about. <laughs> he's such an old old person an old soul well, that's like, like that's a, like kobe too like when you body. start in the nba that young i think both of them at 17 right or, or, or 18 kobe was Remember 17 when lebron called the president a bum it's one of my favorite moments of this horrible <laughs> timeline <laughs> But, but LeBron, nowhere near as marketable as Jordan or Shaq. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why LeBron, he is getting this, the next Space Jam movie, but... but I, know, I know what you're no saying, Jordan Matt, because Shaq. I would get little kid magazines are like, here's a fucking fold-out of Andre the Giant's handprint in real size, and when he died, that's what I saw with Shaq. Like, here's yeah. a hmm. here's his whole foot that you can fold out in, in the Kid City Ranger Rick magazine. Andre the Giant was in Honeycomb commercials. You know, he... Yep. he played well to kids because he was he loved kids mm. and was a gentle giant to kids Shaq in much the same way like on the court get the fuck out of Shaq's way because he did not give a fuck he's he's gonna hurt you mm-hmm. off the court such a gentle dude like very very similar I, I just want to remind in... the listeners that it's 4pm and you're listening to sports talk radio we're somehow on <laughs> all the time <laughs> I've, I've never been a sports fan and uh, I, I give a lot of shit to sports but like I still find it baffling Shaq Three little scandals, hmm. like no scandals uh, in Shaq. Mm, mm, well, why, why, why? Mm, mm, Is it when he when he offered Kobe to taste his ass or something like that? No, I mean he's no, had no, definitely no. he's definitely had scandals uh, with infidelity and stuff mm. like that. It, I don't give a fuck <laughs> about that. I'm talking about rape <laughs> and, and just like and like massive gambling losses. Shaq's always been someone like, oh, he's out there playing basketball with little kids in the streets, mm. uh, just mm. like Michael Jackson. Know, like, uh, <laughs> Eesh. Eesh. All right. Well, if you want to talk about like even more perplexing licensing deals, here we go. Number four. Uh, anybody know what this ridiculous little piece of Euro trash is? It sounds like that fucking Olympic mascot game that came out a few years ago with the Olympics, that platformer. It's not that, though. You are close. This is Go! Go! Beckham! Adventure on Soccer Island! No! (laughs) Go, go, Beckham! Yeah, which is... So, this this was a Europe-only Game Boy Advance game, and it is like surprisingly fun has absolutely no connection to David Beckham other than, like, if you squint, the main character sort of looks like him. Uh, it is very <laughs> heavily influenced by Yoshi's Island. It's it's yep. just very bright wow. and colorful and kind of trying to ape that Nintendo style, even though it's by a Scottish developer. And as this tiny little Beckham, you get a soccer ball and then... Tiny Beckham. Yeah, it's tiny Beckham. <laughs> and... You you get to kick the soccer ball around and and knock through barriers and uh, 
upend monsters who have to first be stunned and then kicked again in their their weak spots to die. Yeah, all the monsters just sound like a developer just. What's the name of this fucking game? What is this? Go 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 Beckham Adventure on Soccer Island. Do you get to bend the eggs when you shoot them at people? So it's like Yoshi's Island. Well, it's like Yoshi's Island in that, but it's if you only had one egg and could just kick it in different directions, and that's how you grab coins, you kick the ball at them. That's how you uh. smash through things, and that's how you unlock the goal at the end of every stage. Yeah, it's it's very cute and surprising. Which is fun. Victoria Beckham, by the way. That's the goal. You get to every stage. Uh-huh. Oh, get... oh! You mean posh? Yeah, posh. Yeah, posh spice. Like that's the thing. Like uh, uh, that's a that's the difference between Americans and everyone else in the world. I didn't know who David Beckham was until he married the pretty Spice Girl. Um, so I, I, I uh, no ran idea. into her once in a, in like an airport lounge or whatever, and she is way more beautiful in person mm-hmm. if yes. you can believe it. It happens, man. Yeah, I sent you it guys happens. a screen from this, just saying phrasing. And it's uh, that was from oh, that's David that Beckham. Yeah, that's, I didn't know so what that that's was. That's David Beckham kicking a ball while his coach shows up on screen saying the Nippa is crazy for balls and nothing else. <laughs> so, so Beckham is easy on the eyes. Let's all be honest. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason he hasn't been in more stuff, like he should be an action star. Like when you, <laughs> he's, so he's he? great looking, super athletic, <laughs> and then he talks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like. Hello, I'm David Beckham, and I've sounded a little bit like this. Uh-huh. It's fucking amazing, They're and I love it. They're going to get and... Daniel Radcliffe to play me in the movie, and he's going to have like to have a little bit like every minor character in a rare game. Oh, whoops, I just farted myself to death. Oh, it's, God. it's like, oh, the Lord is fair and just with the way he distributes Holy shit, gifts. this title screen is exactly Yoshi's Island. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it's, no, it's actually really fun. I recommend, if you can track down a, a copy, let's say, uh, yeah, totally play it. Um, yeah, you you nippa? What's it? N i p p a. It's crazy for balls and nothing else. <laughs> Which just means it'll follow the ball around if you kick it at. It's at nipping it. at me balls. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's I, I I really want to know from people in the UK or or is he, is Beckham really that good? Like I, I like we've I do done. Have no idea. I, By I, the time I, we got I, him, he was like ba- almost retired. It's basically yeah, like getting Tom Brady right Galaxy now. Got Tampa Bay. Is that what you mean? Well, I just don't know if he's the that Galaxy. good at. I don't know if he's that good at, at soccer. I was well, at baseball. Like so, like, he played for the LA Galaxy, and by that time, he yeah. was, like, he, he was long past his prime, and he was fine, but he wasn't their star, even. He was, like, a second or no, third he, option on that as team. As far as I know, they did. he did not help them win anything. Right. He was just a more famous soccer player than anybody else in the MLS. But, I mean, like, he's never won, like, he's never won a World Cup. Like, England is not, like, this super power in, like, it's... They're not in football, right? He's he's never won anything. He, so he like, is the Anna Kornikova of soccer, I think, is what we're looking yeah. for. Yeah, uh, he's guy. won more than Anna Kornikova, I think. But yes, good-looking guy. The lady, the the guys can look at and like, fuck. I wish I was that guy. And the girls can look at and jill the fuck off. And it, <laughs> I mean, he's still yeah, he still like has fashion lines and models to this day and stuff, and he's. Mm. He's richer than any of us can ever dream of ever becoming one day, so he's fine. And he has a video I, game. I was introduced to him in an Aldi G special I, I downloaded off of Morpheus. Nice. Mm. <laughs> that, that's the only reason I know who he is, because he was he was uh, Posh Spice's husband. Yeah, I remember yes. hearing about that and saying somebody saying, it's not the same, you can tell he's in on the joke, what's the point? Mm. Yeah. 
Anyway, I think we've said all we can about David Beckham, so let's move on to... Number three! You've just heard the sounds of the great man himself dunking in what game, Trav? Uh, this would be Michael Jordan, Chaos in the Windy City. Uh, yes. <laughs> Sounds like someone didn't buy, want to buy the Chicago license in any way. <laughs> and yet it so, is set uh, in Chicago. They say right. Chicago in the game. So I, I did some, I, again, I've been doing research on Michael Jordan games. This is around time, like, he also had a, um, a Michael Jordan uh, computer game that came out. It's like, it's called, like, Michael Jordan, like, uh, air or jump in the it's air. It's like or sky like or it's like flight or sky, right? It's, yeah, it's, it was the only but way it, to play basketball as Jordan in a game yeah, for a while. M- Michael Jordan in flight. Um, yeah, yeah, and it has like it's like him playing basketball, but then there's like FMV in the middle of it. But like that does the same thing too. It doesn't say Chicago Bulls. It talks about Wil- Wilmington, North Carolina, and like th- like I said, this game. So it was almost like Jordan well, was like, like his I'm- college years, right? <laughs> Well, no, he's from Wilmington. Well, he he went to Chapel Hill, at University of North Carolina, but he's from we Wilmington. All saw North Space Carolina. Jam, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this was the game. So this was his uh, his platformer that was uh, designed by Amy Henning. Yeah, yeah, this is a very <laughs> very important step in Amy Henning's career because she came on as an animator. And the, the game designer quit, and then she was able to move in and take over and then go on to do the Legacy of Kane series and Uncharted and all the rest of that fun stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, that that was bizarre seeing her name attached. It's like, really? She did this game? And then you play it, and it's not half bad. Like, it's a pretty decent platformer. Uh, it's, it's made by Ocean, which did a lot of tie-in games. You might remember their RoboCop game that was popular. A ton of great games. Yeah. I had their whole, that one whole issue I got at Montgomery Ward. This Jurassic Park game that looks like Zelda is going to be. Mm-hmm. But they, they I love that, though, because every dev has their start. So that reminds like, so the, a lot of the guys on the team I'm on now like they they were at one time worked on like games like Dead Space and Call of Duty games but like I, their favorite game that I told them they worked on was Walt Disney World Quest Magical Racing Tour and so like everyone had, gets their start with Chippendales Rescue Rangers oh <laughs> wow. that game rules uh, but yeah this they this was a Super Nintendo exclusive uh, kind of high like, unexpectedly high quality production they got some really clean uh, voice clips from Jordan himself it's showtime even though most of the gameplay just sounded like this. I, I do like the detail that he's constantly dribbling, and you can hear that. But, like, and that's, and that's yeah. why I, I acknowledge Jordan as uh, phenomenal, mm-hmm. in that like I don't know that we'll, encom- we'll ever, as a society, encounter the situation where someone's like, do you want an authentic NBA game or do you want one with Jordan in it? <laughs> uh, and, and like, there are no teams mm-hmm. here. Jordan will speak to mm-hmm. you. Uh, and, and EA is like, I think we should roll the dice. Like, I, I think people want less NBA and more Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Well, That's uh, insane. He's, in, he's in a very weird spot because, like, this was one of the things he did at this time was he kind of like went away from the players' union, which is the only reason why this happens, right? Like, because very famously, like to do it to do a sports game, especially in the Genesis SNES uh, era, you either had to have 
the players union or you'd have to have the league right that's why you have games where you'll have all the league teams but then you'll have like fake names or vice versa like Tecmo Bowl before it was Tecmo Super Bowl like you would have all the players but you wouldn't have the real teams right yeah, yeah. so he kind of lived in a different space because he was just like no I'm I am Michael Jordan if you want to license license through me uh, because he was a megalomaniac and it makes all the sense in the world yeah yeah and not every player can do that because it's like it's not great to go against your players' union, but when you're Michael Jordan, it's like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Not let me fucking play yeah. basketball? Like, you're going to blackball me? No thanks. Right. You know? And I like to th- I like to think that... So the, the plot of this game is that Jordan is at a charity all-star basketball game, or he's supposed to go to it. I like to think it's the same one from Shaq Fu, even though one's in Chicago and one's in Tokyo. Maybe someone got lost. I don't know. But all the players have disappeared, and he gets a mysterious note, come to the museum, and it just says, like, a guard lets him into the museum at night, and he goes to the Egypt exhibit, and a secret door opens, and he's like, oh, all the the other all-stars have been imprisoned, and I need to go around in this fucking Scooby-Doo labyrinth and find keys to let them out of doors, and I need to fight basketball-headed zombies with basketballs, and also I mean... fight a bunch of basketball-themed enemies... Including you mentioned Egypt exhibit. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hearing some Uncharted in there. It's making yeah. more sense than Amy yeah. Hennig. I was yeah. about to say it's like I I hope Amy Hennig, Amy Hennig's next game is a uh, dark reboot of Pro Stars, uh, <laughs> <laughs> starring Jordan uh, yeah. with Bo Jackson. Bo and- Jackson. We only have to pay him once. <laughs> mm-hmm. He represents two sports. It's true. It's true. Uh, yeah, this this was yeah. surprisingly fun. Like I, I had always heard it's it was a- kind of garbage, and it's like no, it's it's actually quite well designed. And for what it is, it's pretty good. It's a it's a really decent it's a really decent platformer. Yeah. Like it's, it, it, it's it's bizarre in hindsight when like when I wanted to play as Jordan in a game, I do remember how much that hurt. Hmm. Like he, yeah. he he's not involved in any other fucking game uh, that you want to play. You have to like go directly to the Michael Jordan game. Michael Jordan does his <laughs> does his dissertation. Like what? Well, like God damn it! What? Well, because Michael Jordan, we should clarify, like he. On the court, he was doing video game-like things. Like, the whole... I remember as a kid, it's like, Jordan can jump from the free throw line and dunk and shit like that. And then, like, yeah, in those uh, EA games, the non-Jordan, the clearly, you know, number 99, could do that. And and he could do this outrageous shit in real life. And so it's like, the fact that he wasn't in a basketball game doing those video game-esque things was just like, what the fuck? Do you you know the reason why he, he, for the longest time, refused to do it? But I tell you, you're gonna be like, it's the stupidest thing. He didn't want to do those games because they couldn't make them look like him. So he didn't want to do an NBA Live because mm. they wouldn't look like Michael Jordan. Which is why, I, like, it, it as, doesn't it doesn't explain why he did so many Hanes commercials. Yeah. I think <laughs> he likes I think he likes money. Yeah, yes. I was gonna say he didn't probably didn't do it because the money wasn't. But I I, I do want to say to like people like Michael, uh, who don't like sports. You know the Michael the the, the uh, Nike Air Jordan logo, right? Yeah, of course. Jump up and spread your legs. Do it right now. No, <laughs> on the mic. <laughs> on the mic. Anyone do anyone who's writing a bad comment? I want to hear about Jordan. Do jump up and spread your legs like he does in that logo right now. Hmm. You'll die. <laughs> and he did it. Yeah, again, your he nuts did that. Will, your nuts will be mush. It, like you, you can't do it. And that dude was he was he was doing video game taunts 
on the court. That was, yeah, his one of his signature dunks. The other one was like the tongue out with the feet behind him coming yeah, in. Yeah, like, from that, the, that was more like an 80s thing. I didn't see that I so much I fucking hate 90s. sports and people who like them. <laughs> and, and I still understand why Jordan is important because like... N- no one else has been really able to do that since then. Yeah. yeah. Every every kid who had a big brother, like if I'd go into the big brother's room, it's like, oh yeah, there's that guy who sticks his tongue out. Yeah. Well, they had the, I mean, the, the other big poster was Wingspan. It was the one of him just like holding his arms out and like super well, long poster. And that's the thing. Like watching this documentary, I was like, okay, I want to go watch. Like those games came out. Like when those, when those basketball games, when the actual games he was playing in were out, I was really young, so I was like, I'll go back and watch this game. And here's a guy, he's playing in. He's playing like you would play against, like you said, like your little brother, but grown men like palming the ball and doing like ruining his hands back and forth. I'm like, what? How is someone this good at anything? It turns yeah. out it's because he was a psychopath and would make <laughs> would make people he would make up people as their villains just yeah. to, to to like boost them up. Uh, and this, this was an era in the NBA not wow. to go into too much sports detail. They allowed the hand check, and so it was like a really rough and tumble league where, like, guys like Steph Curry, they don't get fouled that hard. Like, they, you know, it's an easier game on the body, whereas, like, Jordan was dealing with – he had – Bill Lane Beer had combat basketball, right? Like, <laughs> the, the league was known to be, like, tough guys who would beat the shit out of you on the court and get away with it, and he was still clowning fools, just making them look ridiculous like it was a playground. It was bad. Damn. But good. That's the most sports talk we've this whole show. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. You might you might get back on uh, the, the Shaq train after. Number two. I got skills. So this is why you had me wax your rickshaw to learn the moves? Exactly. The moves. So what was the man key for? Uh, it improved faster. <sighs> was that the monarch in this game? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's Shaq's master. In Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn, ah, yes. which would be Shaq Fu 2, except that it's not. And the reason that these are two separate entries is because they are completely different games. The only thing that they have in common is Shaq and martial arts. And this is much more of a game that seems to be tailored around Shaq in that like, you can get special uh, power-ups that, that make him diesel briefly, like give him a suit of power armor or that make him Shactus, which he turns into a cactus that can fire needles because that's a thing. But um, I'm a big, I'm a big cactus. They call me the big, the big Arizona. <laughs> Is I'm, that I'm a the, thing? I'm, I'm the big Arizona. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't have to I'm do it. It's cactus. way less racist when when TL does. Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you know. Shaggy presence just kind of sound like he just woke up. I know. I do Ari Spears too, and I still. Feel <laughs> you like know, Sha- Shaq can do his own impressions. Where the hell did you get that stupid ass costume? I. I made it! All the other guys went to proper costume stores, and you just broke out the paper mache? I put my heart and soul into this! You bastard! Sorry, that's the wrong read. You need to be quicker to (laughs) you bastard. Come on. Yikes. Get a pop filter and (laughs) handle your room tone. Seriously. Check check too. Seriously. Really. Um, But yeah, this is... Like, it's it's a definitely more competent game than the first Shaq Fu. And it's actually kind of fun as a brawler just to, to mow your way through these dudes. Um, but then it kind of... The, the, the sense of humor kicks in and it just becomes sort of like a... Meh, you just decided to be a parody game that references celebrities a bunch. 
and then changes their names into unrecognizable things like, here's Arthur O'Deal. You'll pay for that, you fat finger Bulgarian. They're not fat. They're the most beautiful fingers you'll ever see. I just realized Arthur O'Deal, art of the deal. Uh, all right. Okay, it's uh, a pun. Fine. You can take it. Um, but it oof. like you're, you're fighting robot Trump controlled by a small demon. And he like has uh, buzz saws that come out of his chest and attack you. You also get to fight a uh, stand-in for Chris Brown named Frizzle. Now you can fight a dude. Notice the beat it cover in the background. Um, yeah. Wait, did Chris Brown just say he's not used to fighting a dude? Yes. That's what Shaq, Shaq said. I know you're not used to fighting a dude. No, that's, wow. that's what he says. I'm not used wow. to fighting a dude. Like he, uh, the Chris we, Brown we had it. We had an abuse joke in this video Yes, game? Well, his, his whole appearance is an abuse joke. He shows up and like punches the two women that he's hanging out with just to, to start Damn. the fight. Uh, Damn. The, sh- the shade from Shaq to uh, Chris Brown is real. Yeah, there's, there's a Justin Bieber stand-in named Babyface. Uh, there's... For whatever reason, bear in mind this game was released in 2018. A Paris Hilton stand-in named Diamond. Second, Prince Baby Bear. I will punch that thing in the face. I've done time, essay. I will shank you. OMG, are you in the bling ring? <sighs> There's Boy, that what a joke. A, what, that joke will stay in the test of time. Mm-hmm. It's, what? It's, when I when I think of like of just genius writing comedy and video game, oh yeah, Shaq Fu too, <laughs> just mm, wow, it's not so great. great. And it starts out on kind of a, like a, just a, a casually racist note. It's in China, but set in whatever era kung fu me- movies are set, even though it's the modern day and everyone wears those conical hats. And uh, I, I think this is a joke only Chris will appreciate. It's the Disney's superstar limo of video games, if you will. God. Damn it! No, like, <laughs> few things are worse than Superstar Limo. I don't know what that is. Um, I I don't know what that is either. It, so. It's a ride from California I would, I Adventure would, I, that is. Whoop. Yeah, I want I want to make a heist movie where you go in and steal the Drew Carey doll that's beneath the Monsters Inc. hazmat suit. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, you you fight a Mel Gibson stand-in who is dressed like his character from Braveheart and speaks with a, an Australian accent, and there's a lot of unexpected product placement. Icy Hot, avoid contact with mucous membranes. Like, Icy Hot is the health pickup. Because I think he, wasn't he, he has a hot, Icy Hot deal, right? He yes, does, he does. Yeah. That, is, that is legit. Go to the general and save some time! <laughs> when his master inevitably dies, and after the first level, uh, you get this lovely scene. Take this! It is a gold bomb. A gold bomb that has connected our secret order for generations. Gold bond. Why do you keep saying gold bond? I get paid every time I say gold bond. Gold bond, gold bond, gold bond. Yeah, yeah, focus. Right. Also, it's a little off topic, but I, I didn't realize after playing this a bit, this has a DLC where instead of playing a shack, you play as this guy. Hey, French, uh, where can I find gun yet? Oh, and who are you? They call me B.A. Rock. Uh, the Nobel Surprise, Hawaiian Punch, and the Drone Ranger. But to you, I'm the last man you're ever gonna see. Unless you tell me where Kanye is at. Can you feel me? Sacre bleu! This man is here to kill Kanye! Now hang on! Metal Thrones, Angel Strikes, Bigger Bounds, and Defense, San Pablo! Uh... 
Oh shit! Was that Barrio? Hey man, yeah. shut your mouth! Hey man, I'm just talking about Barack Obama, so, the so, coolest yeah, president we've ever had. Bergania. The DLC is Barack Fu: uh, The Adventures <laughs> of Dirty Barry, <laughs> and you play Barack Obama like a '70s cop. It's kind of hell cool. yeah, yeah, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know the the humor is pretty hit or miss, but the gameplay is fine. And if you don't want to pay the twenty dollars for the console or PC version, the mobile version is free. And if you actually like the, I think the first level is free at least, and then it's like five bucks for the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's pretty much identical. Yeah, I mean, if this game was just a free to play game, I think it would have mm-hmm. been better. Yeah, uh, from the jump. But you know, it's. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's, <laughs> it's 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 surprisingly fun for what it is. It's a it's a competently made game uh, with some really dumb borderline racist humor. <laughs> if it was a free to play game or maybe an advert game, like what I'm guessing is your number two, Michael. Please let it be number two. Number number two. This was number. Give me number one. Oh, you're number one. Oh my good griefness! Look. Blagis, Blagis, I thought I destroyed the last one of those six years ago. Well, they're back, and their return can only mean one thing, the end of the world. <sighs> I feel myself about to be fired. No, 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 you cannot just disrespect the Kimbe, Mutombo, Mupalando, Mukamba, Jean-Jacques, Wu, Wumatombo like that. This is the Dikembe Mutombo four and a half weeks to save the world game. Yeah, four and a half weeks to save the world from Old Spice. That was this weird flash advert game that right. uh, came around in 2012, and yeah. it and it was like toward the end of the year, and and there was that weird hysteria about like the Mayan calendar says the world's right. going to end in 2012, and man, that would have really been dodging a bullet if it had. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, Dikembe Mutombo would have a new adventure every week. And he and his friend Science the Bear would have to sally forth against some new ridiculous threat. Science, it's nice to take a break and see a film with you in totally no date for sure, just friends way. Agreed. Sweet, sweetums, look! Vampire romance is still number one at the box office for the third week in a row. But how can that be? Don't people care about the well-developed characters and thought-provoking plot points anymore? Not really. I can only assume Dikembe was recording that under a freeway overpass somewhere. (laughs) It's so weird because, like, so he always had sort of this very recognizable voice, but Mm -hmm. it was never that bad. (laughs) Yeah, it is... There's a clip it, of him of like Conan, like where where Conan like holds up his shoe to his head to show how giant and massive it is, yep. and it's all. But it's like very much you can understand him. Whereas this, it sounds like, did you record this while you had bronchitis? Like it's bad, dude. <laughs> Maybe he. Well, he also like he the the fact that he stumbles or either either stumbles or just does not fucking care about the dialogue is kind of what makes this work. Dikembe. The internet is sending its strongest means to stop me. Community-driven comedy memes cannot stop me. Not in a million light years. Hmm, that is not a scientifically correct use of that term. But I'll let it slide this time. And uh, lest you forget that this is an advert game. Thank goodness this superior deodorant product is also a jetpack. <laughs> very, very on brand for Old Spice. Yeah. And I love, I love. 
Dikembe Mutombo, for those who don't remember, was a seven foot two basketball player, and the best part is he yeah. only weighed two hundred and sixty pounds. Wow! He Chris and very, I have weighed two hundred and sixty pounds. I, I weigh more than that right now. Was he a <laughs> Masai? What was that about? Well, no, he was just—he was such a really good defender. He was like very but famous to. He, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. But he was very, very skinny. Um, he and he's from—he's yeah. Congolese actually. Oh, from wow. the Congo. Okay. So when I said his full name, that was his full name. I was not exaggerating. It's Dikembe Mutombo Muplando Mukamba Jean-Jacques Wumatombo is his full wow. God-given name. Good for him. <laughs> he's no Bo Bo, but who yeah, is? Yeah. Well, actually, what, you know what? He's not. He's it, Unfortunately, in the league at the time was Hakeem Olajuwon. And so it's yeah. like <laughs> he, he would be remembered as one of the most dominant centers ever if he didn't always have Akeem to compare to. It was, and also he played in Atlanta. So, I mean, that also doesn't help. Um, yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love the, the format of this that like, yeah, it would happen like every week you'd get a new adventure with like a completely new weird flash minigame. And one of them was like. He's just done yoga, and now his he's super limber, so he can stretch all over the the screen while he's like all scene. running through Buckingham Palace to deliver a giant hoagie to the pregnant princess. <laughs> yeah, this was peak weird for 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 the. It would, or, or there was another one where it's like not enough people are voting in Ohio because they're distracted by uh, the Psy Gangnam style dance, uh, which was super topical oh at the time. And so you gotta you gotta get their minds back on voting and. One of my personal favorites was it just interrupted for, I think, the 40th anniversary of Pong. What happened to the graphics? What is this game? Like 40 years old? 40 years to the day. It's my birthday. I'm 40. Happy birthday, video game. How's it going? Well, I just bought a red convertible and took on a number of mistresses, so... Midlife crisis. <laughs> More like midlife awesomeness. <laughs> Pong sounds like Towley. I'm Pong. More like awesome, less like a crisis, or no, or what? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting Tally uh, vibes from that. <laughs> don't forget I'm, to I'm wash Pong. your hands. I'm Pong. You know, you you used to play with me on your old CRT TV. Yeah. Oh. Why can't they bring back Tally for this whole hand washing thing about telling people to wash their hands? Then you know, don't forget to wash your hands and then use your towel. Just social distance while you're high. Sadly, <laughs> right now. Just stay at home and play some video games. Sadly, uh, this went away shortly after it was a thing, and I have right. no idea if it's playable in any form today. Probably not. It only lives on YouTube, but that means we can idealize it, and we don't have to face up to uh, any flaws in those games, or if it was bad or anything. It's just part of nostalgia now. Isn't was it, that was nice? it a Flash game? It was a Flash game, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, that's why it's, it's not playable yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, no more Flash. The, the web, yeah. yeah, the website, like, literally, it links to a thing. It's like, learn for more. Save time when doing homework. Learn easy. Like, it's like a... One of like those ad sites where someone just bought it to to, sh to show. It's pretty sure there's like, there's like some hidden malware hidden on it now. Yeah. Nice. And it was it was also really weird in that like once you finished the game, it would like add your initials to this Mayan calendar that was being carved in real time. So like you put in your initials, and then it would switch to a live webcam feed of this Mayan calendar <laughs> being carved by a machine. And the idea was like this is going to be carved constantly. 
and it will yeah. only uh, like it's it's timed out so that will it will take as long as this promotion is running. So you could just sit and watch if that was your thing. If you were a crazy, but all person. it ever said was was D I K and A S S mm-hmm. and yes. F U K. Yeah, yeah. lots of the squares. Initials. It's so weird. Carved yeah. into that Mayan calendar. Give the Mayan an arcade think, joke think, for our listeners who are too yeah. young to, mm-hmm. to know about mm-hmm. that. A S S and F U K. Don't know. Don't know. No. 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 Uh, no. 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 Well, that would be whoever that DIK guy was. He was amazing at arcade games. When I was <laughs> yeah, kid. it was Dikembe, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, you I, I would go to different arcades and and play the Street Fighter fours. <laughs> you cannot, you cannot beat my WWE superstar. High score. So no, that no, no. that would be the end of our list, except for. Numbersero. The year is twenty fifty three. Basketball is dead. My name's Charles Barkley. I'm one of the last B-ball stars alive. In 2041, basketball was made illegal, and almost all B-ballers were massacred in what is now known as the Great B-ball Purge. I lived, but lost my reason for living. B-ball was gone. That that might be the worst Charles Barkley impression I've ever heard. It, that that impression was terrible. It was terrible, terrible. horrible, terrible. All, of it. terrible, all of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this is there is an official name that's very long, but this is Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. Yes. Yeah. Which is basically an RPG maker game, heavily inspired by Final Fantasy. Possibly racist. I'm not sure. It keeps repeating the word Octoroon over and over again, and. Uh, because the is it the the great grandson of LeBron James is one of your party members, yes. A- and also oh, it has neo shekels as the currency, and so it's like eh, eh, also they've eh, got a star of David. Like, okay, what are you trying to say here? I mean, Ooh. this is a few years ago before all this stuff became like blazing red flags for online racists. But uh, right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's like I know they've been talking about making Barkley two forever. Like, I, I think they got it kickstarted, and it's supposed to come out. Um, I, of course, love Charles Barkley, Auburn mm-hmm. grad, yeah, uh, War Eagle, um, and Charles Barkley is just great. He's an all around great guy, and this game was it was very fun at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't revisit it. Um, I remember really enjoying playing it though. I mean, it's a really um, inventive RPG. Like the the combat is is pretty fun. There's like you you don't just attack their little mini games like for the free throw attack or or like you you jump and you have to time the release of the jump shot just right to damage enemies right. and it recycles sprites from a bunch of the games that we've talked about here from like Shaq Fu and Jordan Chaos in the Windy City and in fact like Michael Jordan is a villain in it he's like this he he immediately turned uh, against his fellow b-ballers after basketball was outlawed following Charles Barkley's infamous chaos dunk that destroyed Manhattan and killed millions of people. And and his his sprite here is just like the face sprite from uh, Michael Jordan Chaos in the Windy City with like a hat and like a skinny neck that, that goes into like a trench coat. <laughs> and it's... Sorry, I'm I'm snickering at I'm reading. Mm-hmm. So cuz uh, this is this is a it's derived from the original Barkley Shut Up and Jam which yeah. was not a good game. It came before right. NBA Jam. It was it was bad NBA Jam. Yeah. But I'm, I love this quote from the wiki from Wikipedia. 
Due to critical acclaim, coverage by several gaming journalism sites and its novel premise, Shut Up and Jam Gaiden and its upcoming sequel have dwarfed the original series by accolade in both well, popularity yeah. and relevance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I don't think you can prove that. Yeah, but I also love it's So uh, Space Jam is canon in this universe, and Barkley keeps talking about I, being imprisoned in a in a ball that uh such a that sapped all of his basketball powers what a terrifying experience uh <laughs> so so he wouldn't have so in the in the in the 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 lore of space jam uh-huh. he wouldn't have had memories of being trapped in the ball because his basketball talent was trapped in the ball for a moment but then got took over to one of the monsters mm. he however had full full sentience uh while he was walking around and still playing basketball when he got beat by kids in the street when they didn't think he was Charles Barkley. I have issues with that. (laughs) Not not to get pedantic about the bad basketball movie. Yeah, but I I also like that the... the Space Jam's a good movie! I'm sorry! The safe (laughs) point in this is like a floating gas pump that will just talk your ear off with like inane forum discussions about Square Enix games and how... Squenix is the proper portmanteau, not Squeenix, like you Neanderthal Western Gaijin think. Wow. Uh-oh. <laughs> so it's like the messenger before the messenger was. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But yeah, it's cool. it's fun. It's fun and it's silly and uh, it's free. So you and risk probably nothing. better than a lot of games on this mm-hmm. list. So. Well, it's, yeah, I wouldn't say you would've... risk nothing because when I downloaded it, it's like it it has an expired certificate on that site. So like, oh, download at oh. your own risk, man. But yeah. didn't run into yeah, any it's, trouble. Yeah, it's it's the it's a better game than the other game. Yes, and it would probably be, <laughs> have been number one, except that it's unlicensed. It's totally unofficial. Yeah, Charles yeah. Barkley never uh, approved, and and I don't know. It's like if he found out, do you think he would try to shut it down, or do you think he'd be like, oh, nah. no, no, this is cool. No, I like this. He would want to. He would want to be on it. Yeah, that, that's the thing with Charles Barkley. He would want to be on it. Mm. It would be like this. This kind of lame, but. Mm-hmm. I want to be on. You put me on yeah. it, so that, that's what he would. I say. love. I he love also like that it. Charles Barkley is uh, still alive and kicking in like twenty fifty three, whatever the year is, with his twelve year old son <laughs> Hoops, who is just the sprite of skate from uh, Streets of Rage three. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> maybe this game isn't like. Maybe I should look at it more. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah. It's silly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I w- I do think Charles Barkley will outlive us all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What a, what a man who went from I don't I'm not being a I am not I'm not a I'm not a Roma yeah. yeah to being one of the most popular people on television for just being an old man now. <laughs> good for him but anyway that has been our top five thanks Trav for suggesting that uh, we're gonna take a little break and when we come back we're gonna talk about some man eater and some news and some other stuff so stay tuned. Get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? 
then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. Chris, you got your COVID-19 test, and you passed? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yes, I passed. By getting it. Um, but I, they probably didn't tell you you had it from an automated phone call. No. I was talking to real people the whole time. Right. So my lady friend uh, who works in, uh, I'll say, barbarism, hairdressing, uh, she <laughs> she has she has taken to making house calls outdoors in a, sanit- a sanitized situation. The guy she talked to showed her this automated message. Have you ever been given one of those spam calls? The police and the IRS are aware of your misdoings, and like it's a robot, right? Yes. You've had one of those. Oh, yeah. So he said, like, listen to this fucking phone call I got. I can't And it sounds just like that. An individual who has tested positive for COVID-19, also known as the coronavirus, has identified you as a close contact. It is imperative that you promptly take the following actions to protect your health and the health of others. Please self-isolate immediately in your home. It's yeah. a it's a text to speech program, but I get a I get a ton of these. And this one sounds just as fake as that, but it's still like that has to be the scariest fifteen seconds. Oh. And then and then of course like the dude's like freaking out. Who the fuck could this have been? I can imagine this is an automated test, and they just added in my number because they didn't want to go through the personal shame of telling me I should continue to listen. You are especially at risk because you have a tiny wiener. It is so small, and therefore you will become much thicker than an individual who had, oh, let's say, even an average sized or slightly below average sized weenie because your weenie is so <laughs> tiny. The CDC is reporting nearly a 100% death rate for people like you who have small wieners. This is especially troublesome for you because your weenie is the smallest weenie in the whole world. <laughs> so this is real because this dude still doesn't know who sent this to him. <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment where we will not waste time daydreaming about dreamy, dreamy sharks and instead just hit this button. Maneater is a game that's out this week and that we've played. So I've finished it. Have you finished it, Matt? I finished it as well. Um, courtesy, by the way, we got codes. Courtesy mm-hmm. yes. of friend of the show, Tyler Nagata. We yes, thank you. So uh, full disclosure there. But this is an open world shark game. You're playing as a, at first, tiny shark. You're you're a bull shark who starts out as a pup from his mother's womb, untimely ripped. And uh, you make your way through uh, a bayou and... Uh, a little seaside community somewhere in Louisiana on the Gulf Coast, and uh, Chris Parnell narrates the whole thing like a nature host, but hilarious. I actually love the framing device of the game is that it's it's a reality TV show mm-hmm. about shark hunters, and the guy who rips you from the womb is Scaly Pete, yes. the Cajun shark hunter. And, and your first act in, in in this world is to bite his hand off, bite and then off. and then that's the first thing you can do is eat it. Because well, the first thing he does is, is cut you on your fin yeah. to mark this you is, for life. This is after you play as your mother. You you start out playing as your mother yeah. and uh, just eating your way through a bunch of people. And Scaly Pete is dispatched to take care of you. And like, oh, you can't you can't win this battle. But uh, then you take over as the daughter shark, 
and uh, just get to rip shit up. And yeah, strong, strong, strong leading lady, strong female yeah. character. I love that. Like yeah. one of the first missions yeah. is called Third Cave Feminism because you have to find a new yeah. cave. The, the puns in this game are top notch. I do yes. have to give them credit. And, and actually, I, the comedy in this game. Mm-hmm. This is one of the funniest games I've played in a long time because of the Parn Man. Parnell is on point. He, he yeah. is he is doing really well. And he's been given some good lines to read. Um, and in the framing device, it's it's just really – so the comedy stuff is great. Um, we should mention it's it's an open world game yeah. where you kind of are slowly unlocking new areas mm-hmm. where you start, like you said, so, in the bayou. Here's, here's the structure of each area. Um, you, you enter a new area. There are several story missions. There are several optional missions, and those those will expand. Uh, the, the range of optional missions expands as you progress through the game. And then once you clear all those missions, you fight a an apex predator, be it an alligator or barracuda or uh, other types of shark, whatever. And then you, you get to move on to the next area. And yeah. um, I will say... I have two gripes with this game. One is that the first area feels way too difficult. Like you, there are, you're a tiny shark. There are alligators everywhere. The combat system can be tough to wrap your head around because it relies a lot on like they, they the developers compared it to like a dog fight underwater. Uh, You are having to kind of keep an eye on your enemy for these tells that they're about to charge you. And then you dodge out of the way problem is when you dodge you tend to lose camera lock so you have to turn around and face your enemy and line up a new attack while they're vulnerable and that can take time so it's a little tricky at first and there is a lot of frustration in the early game and uh then once i I feel like once i got to the end of the game and like had Mm -hmm. unlocked all these power-ups and was like a a super powerful mega shark it's like there's very little challenge here but i also start to realize like all these story missions that i've been doing are very similar and then it's like okay go here and eat 10 people or go here and eat 15 of this kind of fish or whatever mm-hmm. while dodging these these bigger predators that are there and yeah yeah, yeah. and there's that, there's that, not a feeling concur. of like th- there's like there are no really like unique or crafted challenges but what's there is very fun like it's a yeah. fun open world to explore these are fun things to do and growing your shark and getting all these weird new mutations like uh bone fins and uh like new new uh head coverings and teeth and yeah i think everything is either bone or bioelectric and well there's bo- three there's shadow are, as well shadow which is oh the, i never unlocked a shadow power up. shadow um poisons the water where you've been so it's it's like bioelectric but it's poison instead of electric and um it regenerates health when you attack mm. So it's yeah. I will say the progression systems are actually pretty good in this game. Um, what I've described this to you as, Michael, is it's a cross between early Xbox Live Arcade game Feeding Frenzy hmm. meets Tony Hawk hmm. meets a Grand Theft Auto game. And what I mean by that, it meet, meets an Assassin's Creed. What I meant by by the Tony Hawk and and AC and and uh, GTA stuff is like it's got. So each area has these objectives that are very Tony Hawk in nature. It's like, oh, go do the, you know, here's this checklist of stuff to get done yeah, yeah. in this open mm-hmm. world area. Um, but then the humor and some of the crude humor and stuff is very like GTA. And then the 
the map, the open world map, because it's like, here, go find this thing and ping your sonar and, and you'll see all these things appear on a map that are... Michael and I have admitted on the show before we are kind of addicted to check checklist map games where it's mm-hmm. like little tiny right. micro objectives yeah. on a map. We love we love doing those. So in that regard, this game does uh, check all the boxes, so mm-hmm. to speak, in terms of like, yeah, I love doing the little micro things, even if they, they did get repetitive. I thought you meant Tony Hawk in that. OK, number one, first thing is that. In addition to the underwater open world, you can get up on land and you can actually unlock power-ups like Amphibious that let you spend a lot of time on land. And once you're up there, then it's like, okay, how do I get onto this narrow catwalk and flop myself all the way up to the top of it so that I can eat this license plate that's up there? There's a little bit of that. There's there's some very early in the game that are way up in the air and you're like, how do I get that? And then, you know, you you have to basically power up. Like, as you progress, you will have more opportunities to attack humans. And if the more you do that, like you will attack shark, attract shark hunters. And uh, once the shark hunters show up, uh, it becomes like a, a very different kind of game where you are trying to frantically dodge their shots while getting hits in on their boats. Yeah. And you can actually, the, the power-ups that you unlock, the fin power-ups will turn your dodges into attacks. So a lot yeah. of those fights, I just spent like flipping out of the water and spinning in the air to shred their boats with my with fins. The bone. Yeah. With the bone the, thing yeah, the, the bone or, or the, the like the, the electrical one like turns you into a bolt of lightning that does a lot of damage yeah. also and damages them. Yeah. Because yeah. the electricity damage that that'll damage the hunters, but the bone one it basically turns you into a leaping blender blade. <laughs> Yeah, we have a very similar complaint about this game is that even though I know they describe it as dogfight combat, and that's, by the way, that's one of my complaints about most flight games, mm. the dogfights kind of suck is because a lot of this game becomes me fighting the camera, mm. but I will say the combat's not hard enough where it really matters. Like, it gets very just, like, button mashy and bite this fucking alligator or whatever it is yeah. as fast as you can, as many times uh, as you can, yeah. and eventually you'll take him down. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the with the... When you do attract the shark hunters, it became this weird game of just like, okay, how long can I last and survive on attract as many as I can? Because the ultimate goal, it's 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 leveling yeah. up this like aggro meter. Is you're filling a meter? There's these area bosses that yeah. come and and will give you powers when you beat them, but it's like very there's there's not a lot of strategy to it. It's just eat as many hunters as you can for like ten minutes. Some area boss will come, eat that guy, you'll get his power up, and so if you're looking for like oh, I need to think this through and plan this out like Assassin's Creed, like an assassination. It ain't that. It's just fucking mm-hmm. do a bunch of combat for 10 minutes. You'll get this power and you'll use that when you do all the fun stuff in the open world. Yeah. But it is it is also kind of interesting that like in this game, you go from like a tiny shark who gets has trouble fighting muscalunges uh, yeah. to like a big shark that can take down a fucking sperm whale. Oh, I was I was like two shotting great whites by the end of the game. It oh was, yeah, well the great, great great whites are great whites ain't shit, man. Compared to the bull <laughs> by, shark, by the yeah, because you, you're, you're like a because the whole premise is yeah, as a bull shark, you can get massive and eventually become a mega. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I I still think I don't I don't want to say this isn't this isn't fun because I I was telling you this is. This to me is the definition of dumb fun. Like yeah. it was really fun, but it was you know it, there's not a lot, ton of strategy to it. But I still I laughed a lot at the comedy. Mm. I ate a lot of shit. I love yeah. feeding frenzy. I love eating shit and getting bigger. And that's what this it's, game it's is. It's interesting. I feel like so you, this is inevitably going to be compared to Jaws Unleashed, which is it is very yeah. similar to. And even though that is a what like fourteen year old game at this point, mm. um, but it uh, I, I feel like. Cruelty-wise, 
it is both more cruel and less cruel in that, like, it is kind of weird with, like, you're fighting all these animal bosses and toward the end of the fight, like, they will be dismembered, like, alligators will be swimming around with no feet and, and, uh, like, there are some sharks that you you basically just bite their tails and fins off and it's like, how the fuck are you still moving? And, mm. uh, but then when you eat people... It's it's just like you're chomping very quick. You don't really get to to like leave the camera on them to watch it. It's just this big explosion explosion of blood and screams, and then they're gone. Whereas like yeah. in Jaws Unleashed, like you'd bite someone and then you'd have to like shake your head and you'd like rip off their arm or a leg or something, and then they'd go through this whole thing where they're like clutching at it and screaming and trying to swim away from you. And it's like right. that was that was way more gruesome, but. Maybe maybe it's better that we don't have that level of gore. Yeah, I, I actually didn't protein. mind that. The yeah. people stuff was always like one or two bites. I mean, that keeps it fun and silly. This is a very fun and silly game. It's not meant to be horror like Jaws Unleashed was. And you could do yeah. the thrashing in this with with like bigger fish, uh-huh. but like even then, I, I was almost so. What this game feels like a lot to me is like so. We should say this, and I know a lot of reviewers don't do this, but I, I like doing this because for me, value proposition comes into it. This is only a $40 game. Yes. And in many ways, it feels like a game you're like, yeah, okay, $40 game, you can get away with that. If it was a full 60 I might I might take issue with some of these things. But in some ways, it felt like they ran out of time or money in some regards. And I think the combat was one like there is that mechanic where certain bigger fish you can latch on and and thrash. Mm-hmm. But that's all. And I'm like, I feel like this was a system they were going to try to build out and you can thrash different ways or make it more complex. And all it ever became was that one way of thrashing. I'm like, ah, I wish they would have done more there. Even the levels. So I don't want to spoil every level, but after a while, you do get to like kind of a suburban rich person like golf courses amongst around you know kind of sure. like a, a canal area mm-hmm. but then every level after that is almost exactly the same like it really doesn't change Well, because after, after that after you're that. getting out into open water and now it's just really deep and now there there are bigger threats but but even other than that though there's like three other areas after that first golf course mm-hmm. area that you're like okay it's another suburban rich person yeah. area it doesn't change well there's that the obligatory much. water park area it's like yeah, sea world yeah. where there are orcas and those orcas are bastards and i love that chris parnell leans into how much orcas are bastards like he talks about yeah. like you know sea sea turtles uh explosion of uh what was it like? An explosion in the sea turtle population was especially welcomed by the local orcas, who love to dismember and who love to torture and eat them. Yeah, torture and then eat <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. No, he's 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 one of the best parts yeah. of this game. And I, I think I think my personal favorite was like so a, a big part of this is like discovering landmarks that are scattered around, mm-hmm. and it's like all these undersea like oh look at this couple that died in a canoe together for some reason you can still see their skeletons and there's this one area where it's just like a big pile of shopping carts with like a skeleton pushing a shopping cart next to it and the only explanation he gives is blah 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 late stage capitalism well some of those though are really funny because they're like movie references Mm. like there's one you'll find later in the game it's just three shells and it's like the inventor of this thing Uh. later made millions you know with a in in toilet toiletry of course it's um so this so again he's the best part but yeah I just kind of felt like man I wish it it, it feels like they if this was a full sixty dollar game maybe the map would have been bigger there would have been more the other thing is the game because it gets repetitive um it doesn't overstay its welcome mm. like it, that that's one thing worth noting is I think 
probably totaled maybe i played i put 15 hours into this game or something like that and and beat everything and it's like 40 dollar game compared to 60 like hey i'm totally yeah. fine with that yeah I, I spent about 12 hours in it it's great um i had fun yeah but i i love like the just the the different areas in this like the, there's like the weird bay with all the gigantic uh nuclear waste bunkers for some reason uh there's the underwater museum which is like this giant statue of poseidon surrounded by a bunch of statues of tourists and it's like my first impulse was like what the fuck happened here (laughs) did all these people get turned to stone what and then you find like no it's the underground museum it's an artificial dive site that they set up like ah fine okay cool yeah, no, it's it's it it's fun, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, for forty bucks, yeah. it's definitely if you if you like Jaws Unleashed, if you if you like games that actually are funny, because it's yeah. not easy to do. And, the, and if you like the, the well, I, yeah. I thought it might that that underwater museum thing. Like, there's also some Lovecraft references hidden around throughout oh, the a game. Lot. So yeah, quite there's a few. There's like multiple old ones. Yeah. So like, are, am I some sort of Lovecraftian horror? Because I sure as hell yeah. look like that by the end of the game. <laughs> But Michael's absolutely right. That first, don't let that first area turn you off. Because yeah. also, we forgot to say in the bayou, it's also the hardest to navigate. Yeah. Because a the, uh, it's the lots visibility of, is lots the lowest. Of narrow, yeah, narrow, murky passages. There's lots of alligators which you are not equipped to deal with right off right. the bat. It's frustrating, but if you power through that, it gets much more yeah, rewarding. Yeah. yeah. Once you get into that open lake area, yeah. it gets a lot, a lot better. And then that, I think the third area is the the first like suburban area where you mm-hmm. get to see a lot of people and stuff. Um, but yeah, dude, I I actually really really did like this game, and yeah. so I I don't have many complaints. You know, it's just like yeah, it's it's dumb fun. TL, I know you've been kind of left out of this conversation, but do you have any yep. questions <laughs> about it? Are you curious uh, no, about it like- at all? I mean, I'm I'm uh, optimistic about it. Hmm. Um, so I, I never really got a chance to play Jaws Unleashed, but like that seems like a game I would devour. Pun <laughs> unintended, no. right? Um, I don't know, Manhunter, like um, Man Eater, mm-hmm. Man Eater, mm-hmm. Man Eater. Uh, She's a Man Manhunter. Different. Yeah. They never took my advice and they went with the. They never did it. They never. They never did a slow breathy cover of Man Eater in one of their trailers. Well, I guarantee you, it was it was probably a too expensive. Probably. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a forty dollar game, man. Come on. I, I really, like I said, I really want. Like, I've been on a weird uh, Hall and Oaks kick, so that would be great mm. for me. But no, I, it seems like a really fun game. I really can't wait to get my hands on it. It's just I have so many RPGs mm. yeah. right now that are just like ruining my life. I love them all. They're all been really great. It's been a great year for remakes. But yeah, I just um, uh, I I I probably give a I probably give a run of this in. August, maybe? Just with, like, how everything is kind of set up. But, T.L., shark. this is a shark PG, as yeah. they call it. I understand, but you, you realize <laughs> I have I have school I have to deal with, uh, and then going and fighting shadows after that, mm-hmm. after, do, yeah. after playing through uh, Trials of Mana, mm-hmm. and then Paper mm-hmm. Mario. Well, we'll talk about it, hey. you know. Uh, you want to do an apocalypse guide in about Trials of Mana? I'm your guy. Let's uh, do that shit. Uh, Please. Well, it, it, I loved it because it's like an old RPG. It's like an old school RPG. Yes, in with modern graphics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, up until the very frustrating boss rush at the end. It's just like, I hated this boss and I barely squeaked through and now it's hard again. Yay. That's fun. Uh, yeah, but no. that was a weird spike for sure. Yeah. Uh, but no. Um, so I, I, I'm very, again, I'm very optimistic about it. Um, and when I get a chance to get to it, I will. But like I said, I think. It'll probably be around August because I have, you know, other games and then Ghost of Tsushima. Which, oh, yeah. Oof. And Last oh, of Us 2. Oh, my too. gosh. 
Yes, Last of Us 2. And Last uh, of Us 2, yeah. I, I still need to uh, beat Last of Us. Yeah, you do. Ooh. It's pretty good. Gaming shame, yes. And Left yeah. Behind. Play Left Behind, man. The DLC. Left, yeah. Oh, okay. I should. I have I have Last of Us. I don't know about mm-hmm. the DLC. Might I think it came with the next-gen version of Last of Us if you bought that. So. Oh, then I, then I have the DLC. So, mm-hmm. there we go. Uh, I will do that because I want to play those games. But, yeah, I'll, I'll get to Man, man Eater at some point. All right. Speaking of uh, remasters with the Last of Us oh, next-gen yeah. version, we have a couple week. couple remasters came out. The big, the big one, uh, the Wonderful 101 remastered, uh, hit the Nintendo Switch. And other Did platforms. anyone play this? Uh, uh, no, I haven't got a chance to mm-hmm. touch it. Let yeah, hmm. it's a but, good game. Yeah, uh, I did. Yeah, I, did game. I think I forgot which review that I I read that was just like yeah, this actually makes you wonder. Like, was the original really that good? <laughs> like, mm. uh, I, I read Nadia Oxford's review on US Gamer. Oh uh, yeah, um, and she said you know it was it was pretty good, but yeah, I think some of her uh, minor quibbles with the game were there were definitely some things. It's like well yeah, you couldn't do this. Be- it, it was designed for the Wii U. And yeah. their workaround solutions for for not having the dual screens don't always work necessarily. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, and and Mafia Two Definitive Edition, which I, which was I, just like announced last week. Yeah, so it's crazy. But but that that seems more like a, a an HD remaster, like or a 4K I remaster, maybe. But yeah. uh, the one that I'm looking for is the the Mafia One remaster or, or remake, uh, City of Lost Heaven, which is due out, I think, in late August and looks amazing. August. Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask you, yeah, because we we went over this last week with the trilogy announcement. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. are they doing the? Is the trilogy after the one remake comes out, they'll just put them all together, or is it like Yakuza where they did the? I don't know where you buy them all three and you get them piecemeal or something like that. I think it might be. I think it might be more akin to like how Bioshock did their collection, right? Like, because like it's. The collection and then um, uh, Infinite was kind of standalone-ish, right? But you can oh, yeah. get all three. I think that's the same thing they're doing with that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. got to look into that a little bit more. Yeah. But uh, you know, I'm looking. For, I'm looking forward to it. I loved Mafia Three. Yeah, Mafia Three is great. The first two is really interesting, and it was it was kind of cool because it was like a pre. GTA three, um, maybe it was, I, I can't remember if it was before or after, but it was, it was like a totally distinct take on that formula where you, you're like playing in the 1920s in this Chicago influenced city. You're like gangsters and, uh, it had a really complicated plot. And, uh, it was also interesting in that, like you would get pulled over if you would run a red light or exceed the speed limit. <laughs> So yeah, things yeah. that you would never get dinged for in GTA. Fine. No. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you'd you'd get the cops after you, but it wouldn't matter. Like you'd just outrun them. Yeah, you could outrun them, but you know, or shoot them or whatever. But uh, you know. Yeah. Or you could pull over, and I think I forget if you paid a fine or it's like game over. Like ah oh, shit. Oh Jesus. Uh, the other release this week that I've, I've heard good things about is a game called Golf with Your Friends. Mm. Uh, that's on a couple platforms. Uh, also, on, it's on Switch uh, for twenty bucks. But what's great about it, it's it's multiplayer mini golf where you're mm. simultaneously wow. uh, kind of battling to the hole on, on theme courses. Mm. So, I I am a, a secret golf video game fan, but I especially like it when they do unusual takes on on the golf formula. So this uh, this looks interesting to me. So this sounds like kind of like uh, what the golf like a like a, almost like an evolution of golf to golf, right? 
Uh, you know, and what the golf is very much kind of like a mobile title. Try to get three stars by by doing funny things on these courses. This this is more traditional uh, kind of mini golf, but you're it's multiplayer and there's a couple modes where one of them's almost like uh, like hockey mode and stuff like that. So it, it's yeah, it's, it's not not quite what the golf, but uh, looks looks really cute and fun. So. Hmm. Cool. Well, uh, if that's it for new releases, then it's time to kick over to. I hate to start with some bad news, guys, but uh, Nintendo has come out. They are not hosting a Direct in June (gasps) due to uh, COVID-19 delays. Mm -hmm. But that might explain why they did a surprise announcement of a game last week after we recorded. uh, Paper Mario the Origami King is coming to the Switch, and it's coming in fucking July, like right around the corner. July 17th. So, some things about this. One, Paper uh, Paper Mario games are tremendous, and Paper Mario... Uh, the Thousand Year Door is probably my favorite video game of all time. Um, mm. I am I am one of these people who died in the wool, like, been waiting for a good Paper Mario game since Sticker Star, because Sticker Star was bad. Um, uh, yes, the Color was Splash bad. was also bad. Yes. And even paper, uh, the Mario Luigi Paper Jam, like, it was okay, but then it got bad. Um, yes. This seemed like, it, it seems like it's going back into the Paper Mario um, routine. Uh, there has been, uh, there's apparently there's a video that was recorded on Nintendo Japan site like weeks ago of like the combat, and it was just like kind of out there. But it's like it's the old RPG combat, but there's like it's like a diorama when you start the level where you kind of can adjust the enemies where they're at hmm. around you. So that seems really cool. Mm. Uh, companions mm. are back, which is the thing that people have been crying for since Super Paper Mario. Uh, yep. Companions are back. It looks really great. It looks gorgeous. I cannot wait to yep. put 40 hours into that game. I, I, it's the game I'm, I'm, I, I, it's my most anticipated game of this year. I love Cyberpunk. I just, I can't wait. I have, a, I have a theory. That's right. It's, it's, uh, shit, it's July. It's, it's hitting the same day as what? What else is hitting on that day? It's, uh, I don't think anything else is hitting on that. day. Okay. Okay. But anyway, yeah. um. So I have a theory, though, about like what happened to the Paper Mario games and why this one might be a return to form. Uh, no pun intended with form and Paper Mario. But um, So I think at one time, the Paper Mario games started to suffer from an identity crisis because the Mario and Luigi RPGs were there as well. And so it's like oh, Nintendo... is happening on that day. Sorry. Oh, oh is yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. gosh dang it. Yeah. Well... Yep. So because Mario and Luigi and Paper Mario at one time were both kind of the turn-based RPG combat games, I felt like they were like, okay, we have to try to do something different with Paper Mario games to make them different and distinct enough from the Mario and Luigi games. And But unfortunately what that meant was we got really bad shit like the last couple Paper Mario games, which were more like action-y and less about the turn-based stuff. And mm. Yeah. They just they they lost a lot of the magic and well, were, like Super Paper Mario was straight up a Super Mario Brothers game just yeah. with but, I mean, Paper Mario. It, yeah, but Super Paper Mario still felt like a Paper Mario game. Like there is just it was more actiony. Mm. The last yeah. two they man are just not fun. Like Sticker yeah. Star. Yeah, like Sticker Star. Sticker and Star is Flash. not fun. 
Color two splash, bad not games. Fun. Yes. Yeah, and so I, I think they now that unfortunately it's like we might have had to have lost the Mario and Luigi games because we have not heard about a new one of those being developed anytime soon. And actually, that developer, if you remember, I think shuttered. They, they closed their doors. So it's like mm. if we had to sacrifice the Mario and Luigi games to get a return to the Paper Mario OG formula, like all right, maybe that's what had to happen. But like. I, some of my favorite Mario games are the Paper Mario games, and yeah, I'm super excited if it is a return to that kind of traditional combat with the clever writing. Because like this, the whole thing, the trailer was about like the writing and the puns with the origami versus the 2D shit, and it's like, yeah, that's mm. totally Paper Mario and totally what I'm looking forward to yeah. seeing. So I'm yeah, here it, for it, dude. Yeah, it's supposed to be whimsical and fun with like a twinge of like kind of like a horror aspect to it, like the whole opening with Peach. A horror aspect. Well, I mean, yeah, like the Paper Mario games, like the Paper Mario games all, especially Dazzling Your Door, have like a twinge of like a, it's like, it's not like full on like, um, like Lovecraftian horror. Oh, but I like, wasn't you know, hearing that second <laughs> R. Okay. Oh, oh, you got horror? No. Even though there is a good joke of Paper Mario about mm. horrors in Rope Town. But no, but the thing is like when you have that scene where you have Princess Peach you know, saying, like, doing the whole thing is like, oh, you're going to turn to origami. It's like, I don't care what you say. Like, I don't believe you. Like, it's it is just a perfect look at what those games are. And then, like I said, having the companions back, and there haven't been companions in these games in almost 10 years, like, that's something yeah. that people are really looking forward to. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I really can't wait for that game. Hmm. Yep. Yep. It's going to be awesome. So, yeah, July 17th, just around the corner. Uh, I mean, at the rate these months are flying by, that's the, I feel like the next time we record, we'll have played it. But uh, <laughs> uh, So that's one game coming. Uh, Take-Two has 93 games coming God over the damn. next five years. None of them are latest GTA 6? Call. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, if their yeah. latest earnings call is to, to be believed, um, they, yeah, in addition, so we have to remember, Take-Two, though, owns more than just Rockstar. It's, mm-hmm. it's them. Right. Yeah. They have 2K... 2K games and then the 2K sports games. They have that indie publishing label, Private Division, but then they also own Social Point, which is a mobile company. Mm, um, right. So, but out of that 93, uh, they're actually, they broke down. So 63 of them are what we would call core experiences. Um, 17 are mid-core games. And 13 are casual slash arcade. 47 are existing franchises. 46 are new IP. That's fucking insane. Uh, 21, there we go, 21 of the games are mobile, 67 of them are paid, and 26 are free to play. Jesus. Uh, so that actually, that means that five of those are not mobile free-to-play games, mm-hmm. so wonder where those are appearing. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that's, a, that's. I mean, they did say during the call, they're like, look, that doesn't mean 93 games are going to come out. That means we're working on 93. Some will probably get shit right. game. That's just sure. the way of these things. That's how it happens. Yeah. But, I mean, one of those games has to be, because they're the ones that's doing the uh, Bioshock. The new Bioshock game, right? Mm. Uh, I mean, that's the rumors. The yeah. rumors are that there's a new or Bioshock a new System game. Shock, maybe. Uh, actually, if... that one just went. This three, I just read a thing went back to Tencent. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, System Shock three, the rights have mm. reverted to Tencent. So, don't know what's going on with that one. But yeah. um, I mean, I think it's a safe bet if you're talking within the next five years. There's going to be a GTA six. Well, like, I think somebody said like, oh no, GTA six probably they'll make that when GTA 5 stops selling and it is selling like gangbusters and I think that's the problem with anything where you you implement that games as a service functionality which GTA Online has had for 
quite some time is that like you do not put out a new game while your old game is still going strong because right. yeah. then that kind of like people are like wait I'm, but I'm still playing this do I have to switch over to a new game now like people will I think people will be attracted to the the single player certainly and it'll sell like crazy but it'll sell even crazier if people first are already getting kind of tired of GTA 5 so I, I I would predict like not until maybe a couple years into the next generation if I were to guess because and 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 I think that would also be like if they decided not to remaster GTA 5 for yeah. uh, PS5 or Xbox Series X like that would be the impetus to put out GTA 6 because this is going to bring GTA Online to a new new audience. I mean that's that's what I was going right. to say. So like there's a reason we haven't had World of Warcraft 2 and that's mm-hmm. it's what you're describing yeah. Michael is like when your game's making enough money but what you can do is if 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 you think of GTA Online as this discrete mode on a disc with the single player game or whatever is like yeah you can you can release an updated version of that for mm-hmm. the people who buy GTA 6, but then the people who have 5 are... St- as long as the servers have the same shit on it, mm-hmm. like they're all connecting to the same server worlds, th- those... We've seen it now. Like Games are crazy now where you can have cross-play between devices and all kinds of shit. So I could see a world where right. it's like, yeah, GTA Online, you, you get it if you buy 5 or 6, but those players are all playing on the same servers and the single player is off. It's its own thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I could see that happening. I just I wonder with this ninety three, what constitutes a game? Like, are they referring to distinct games or are these SKUs? You know, so like mm. SKUs could be like, oh, there's three versions of the next WWE right. game because there's a collector's right. version and shit like that. Yeah, you know, could like be, that. Could be. Yeah, especially with the sports games and and a lot of you know. So there's there's there's. Uh, it's, it just seems like a really when I saw that number, I'm like, no fucking way. That's a really high number. <laughs> They're a really big company. Well, because okay, considering like Ubisoft is a, I would I think it's fair to say, and Michael works for Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure, they are a prolific publisher. They put out a lot of a lot of games, more more mm-hmm. you know more games than than most publishers in the industry. They're not hitting ninety, prob- probably unless you know they're probably not releasing ninety three new games in the next five years. Is my guess they, mm-hmm. they're doing yeah. you know between ten and twenty games a year, tops like at their at the. If I bet if we looked back, not counting SKUs, again, distinct games, mm. Ubisoft's probably somewhere in, in that in that ballpark, you know? Yeah. So. I mean, we'll definitely see. I mean, unless, take two, uh, one of the things that, you know, it's not been reported as much as I would like to think, and as we were talking about sports, unless take two has decided to work with the NCAA, because uh, starting next year, players' likenesses can be made. You know, Thank there's you, a Jesus. lot of college. There's a lot Hallelujah. of college sports uh, out there, so we could get you know a return to college hoops 2K. Like I Amen. would be here for it. Love Amen. those games. Like put my hand up on the screen and uh, <laughs> I know it's so funny you bring this up, TL, because this whole week I have I've so there's there's a thing going on in Twitter, TL. You've probably seen it. It's a it's a barstool sports thing. There's this guy, Coach Dugs. It's this fake fictional coach who's who's yeah. this fictional college football coach who's jumping from university to university and they're playing ncaa football on twitch and it's supposed to be like him coaching these games and i've had an itch to be like fuck i want to go back and play ncaa football and i checked and like i got rid of all mine the yeah. last one of those was was came out in 2013 it was ncaa 14 and of course it's not it's not backwards compatible, so you li- would literally have to drag out your Xbox 360 or your PS3 to play. PS3, yeah. 
That fun fact, that was the last video game I ever reviewed. Oh, <laughs> that was the last game I ever reviewed. And I don't even know if that was one of the best versions of NCAA. It's just the most recent, you know? It was good. It was a good, it was good. I, those games, oh, bring them back. I hope one of these 93 yeah. is one of these is well, well, games because they can do it th- I mean, the, the other reason it could be possible is is the um, the court has sort of ruled on the player thing now with, with with them making money on the games and stuff like that, right? Right. Like they, right, and that's know, what so. they, in the NCAA, like I said, they, they've now are allowing players to, like, get money from their likeness, with, likeness, which is the thing that they couldn't do. So, yeah. bring it yeah. back. Oh, I love it. Um, sorry, Michael. Uh, uh, other other news. Speaking of new games and new announcements, Sega is banding together with a bunch of other publishers um, for their own kind of E three esque press conference announcement show. So it's it's fourteen publishers from Japan and North America have got together. Uh, they're going to be hosting a conference. They're calling it the New Game Plus Expo or the mm-hmm. NGPX. They're promising announcements, showcases, and demos. Uh, and that's going to happen on June 23rd. And here's – so when I read this list of publishers, Michael, this to me is – fuck, I always forget which one it is. Is it the North Hall or the West Hall that Nintendo is in at E3? I can, it would be South Hall, not North Hall. But, South Hall, uh, sorry. South or – okay. So li- when I, I read you these which. publishers, this is this is basically all the dudes in the same hall as Nintendo at E3. Mm-hmm. So we got um, – uh, Actil, which I don't know, but Axis Games, Arc System Works, Gung Ho America, Idea Factory, NT Creates, Koei Tecmo, Matsume, NIS America, PlaySim, Sega, SNK Corporation, Spike Chunsoft, and WayForward uh, are all joining play-ism, forces. I just want to say that's not PlaySim. Okay. Oh, PlaySim, yeah. yeah. Not... So uh, those are the publishers that are all kind of, you know, so the, the biggest people there, obviously, it's Sega. Yeah. You know, I guess, I guess SNK and Koei Tecmo. Way and, uh, forward, yeah, way forward. Yeah. I love Way Forward's games, but um, you can see why they're kind of banding together to mm-hmm. to do these announcements. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that's June twenty third. We'll have to look forward to nice. that. Um, speaking of replacement things for events that were canceled due to COVID, uh, Gamescom has detailed its plans for kind of the Gamescom online this year. So the event is going to kick off August 27th with Jeff Keighley's Gamescom opening night live presentation. He's not European. I'm sorry, but he did it last year as well. Also, there's going to be a hub called Gamescom Now. It's like a digital hub for the event, and you don't need a ticket to to access that. So you get to see all the cool news Mm. and stuff happening. So the event is going to run through August 30th. Uh, throughout that time, between the 27th and the 30th, there's going to be a bunch of presentations, uh, people presenting, you know, indies presenting games. Um, and there's also going to be a thing called the Gamescom Daily Show, which is going to recap all the day's events and highlights and all the cool shit that happened in that day. And then it all closes with uh, Gamescom Best in Show, kind of an award show where they, they give out the Best in the Show awards. This, to me, by the way, sounds fucking way better than Gamescom does at all. It sounds way more organized and, like, way more uh, consumable for me to, like, to be like, oh, I can watch that. I can watch a best-of show. I can watch a daily summary. Like, this sounds awesome. I mean, is it really Gamescom if you're not being harassed by a, a group of people, like, all trying to go see, like, five-second footage of a game <laughs> that will be coming out in, like, three years? Then is it really Gamescom? I, I mean... <laughs> That's a good point. Mm. If, if you're not crammed together, barely moving like four of it wouldn't be inches. I guess it'd be f- uh, 14 centimeters a minute yes. to get to another hall mm. for an appointment. Yeah. I mean, I, I 
very interested to see how Gamescom and TGS are because they are such big consumer-based, mm. um, like, um, uh, uh, press pressers, right? Like, yeah. like E3, E3 going digital to me makes more sense because it is, like, even though it's become more of a consumer-based show, it is first and foremost a developer to distributor to, you know, press event. But Gamescom and TGS have been big events where it's like, this is also for the people. And I, I'm very interested to see how this is going to work. Like, would this be something where, like, they have access to, like, playable demos? Like, th this is the perfect time for Stadia to step up, right? Like, mm. if you have Stadia, yeah. it's like, oh, hey, you want to play a demo? We are running it through this browser using Stadia technology, and you get your hands on on the demo, you know? Yeah, this is true. I, this I is think true. That, that would be something that could make this, you know, kind of pop and mm. might change how yeah. we look at press conferences, right? Might change how we look at Stadia. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> in in the absence of because there is no E three digital this year, they canceled it, so it's like everyone's right. scrambling to get their own thing. And now we've kind of seen. So Sega, you know, we just said they're doing their thing in June around when it's like a week after E three would have been, but like everyone else is kind of spreading it out. Like Nintendo, I think people are, are speculating now because they their direct can't be in June. It's either going to be July or August. I think Ubisoft they already announced their thing. For I want to say there's something announced for like July. Mm -hmm. It's called the U UB Forward. Is Ubisoft that Forward. We've been working on that for quite some time. All right, thank you, thank you for, for confirming. I, my memory isn't gone, but uh, so yeah, so so there, everyone's kind of announced these little mini things spaced out throughout the summer, and so I'm just wondering by the time you get to the end of August, are there any big announcements left? You know, for Gamescom. So we'll see. You know. Hmm. One of the things we have to realize is like we do have a new console coming out. Like this, mm -hmm. these, we have a uh, we have two console launches coming, yes. and I don't think I don't think we're going to be into a system where there's going to be like a lot of like oh you have to wait a year before the games come out. I think with especially with the Xbox having it, the Xbox Play everywhere. I think we're going to see a lot of announcement for games that might be Xbox One, Xbox Series X like adjacent. I think we'll have oh, yeah. the same thing with PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 games, right? Hmm, like, we still don't know we if don't that know. infrastructure will work like it is going to be with the Xbox One and the Xbox Series X. Yeah. But I think that's I think that's why you can do a Gamescom on the greatest week in this in the year, um, and have it like you know show around that same time, right? Like yeah. because you can do things like oh hey this fall you're going to want to get a Series X because here's the new crackdown right mm -hmm. or or you know you want to get a playstation 5 because here's the new power app for the rapper 3 i can't, I can't believe you use crackdown as the leading <laughs> example of a reason to get I'm, an xbox i'm thinking of x. i'm thinking of a game that could be that could come out recent like obviously halo i mean i but love like, crackdown I mean, yeah, 3 halo but infinite. i know i'm in the, the minority mm. on that one. extreme minority on that one. <laughs> well i'm thinking of a reasonable exclusive mm. that they haven't announced yet that people would be like oh that's coming out sure yeah. I mean, I think, to be honest, both Microsoft and Sony have said, like, they're definitely still coming. But right. given what, you know, has happened with COVID and the number of people that have filed for unemployment, it's last time I checked, it was at least 25 million, something like that. It's 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 if it might be even higher. Yeah, I think um, it's higher. So uh, the message Microsoft has of. Hey, any game you buy, uh, even if it's on Xbox One, you'll also have the rights to that on on your Series X when you can buy a Series X. Is like that's a strong message. If Sony didn't have that feature built into the PlayStation Five before, 
I can almost guarantee like they'd be they should be scrambling to make that happen because it's just like yeah you might need that because people might not be able to buy those platforms this year but then the promise is like yeah don't worry about it and it's not every game like microsoft's basically it's first party and then some people like you know have announced like yes we're going to support this as well i mean also um there's probably going to be stuff coming out for current systems and then will be available for the new systems at launch so if you want to start playing early you can grab those before they there you go right there you go yeah so i you know i i hope sony does that uh but they have not it's it's strange that they haven't confirmed it yet um and yeah we really the clock's sort of ticking for them to have another big announcement like they they kind of last week were part of the Mm. unreal 5 announcement in terms of showing off the power of their system which is cool but Mm -hmm. uh the fact that we haven't officially seen the sony box yet is a little weird i would my my thinking is that they were probably waiting until e3 originally and then e3 um got canceled and everything the world shit the bed and uh now they're kind of just trying to regroup and say okay now what do we do yeah. And like we'll we'll probably see it in the next couple months. Um I would be very surprised if we didn't. I'd probably say the next couple of weeks, honestly. No, okay. I I, I, I don't think I, I and here's why I say that. I don't think if we had an E three that the Unreal like the Unreal Engine test that we all saw would not have come out. Hmm. That's an E three that's yeah, an E yeah, three yeah. announcement, right? That that is a trailer on the main stage during the keynote presser. Right. Yeah. So I do think we are going to see. I think we see that box. I would not be surprised if we don't see that box. I would say the second week of June. Hmm. I, I, Interesting prediction. Yeah, that's me not knowing anything or knowing anybody. I think we see that box yeah. the second week of June. What I'm, to be honest, more curious about is I want to see the price tag that's going to yeah. go on the box. I mean, I want to make it clear. Both. Like two of us work for game developers, we have no idea when this is coming <laughs> or what it's going to look like. Yeah. No, right. it's, it's it's uh it's a little wild man it's mm-hmm. but, but it, i so going back to nintendo's whole thing is like we've been seeing this trend of announcing games with shorter and shorter lead times before launch right and like so maybe it's like yeah consoles are just kind of going the same way and it's our fault as consumers and as gamers um it's it's it, and as societies like we don't have long attention spans anymore mm-hmm. i know i sure and don't it, what what are you talking about? I've already forgotten. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, but but at the same time, it's like, it's in addition to that, we've kind of done this to ourselves because, so remember when Apex Legends came out? No. Like they basically, My attention span's well, too short, Matt. But they basically at the time said like, the reason we didn't pre-announce this is we didn't want all the negativity coming around the game and basically, mm. you know, tainting the game before it came out because we knew you guys would talk shit on it because it's a free-to-play game for Respawn and stuff. It's like, so we've kind of done it to ourselves as, as gamers in that, like, we're just so negative about everything and we so overanalyze everything that comes out. They're just like, fuck it, man. Here, we're just going to put this thing out and you're going to like it and you're going to go get it because we don't have six months to overanalyze this shit. And maybe the, right. maybe these these marketing uh, life cycles or campaigns are just going to continue to get shorter and shorter, even for things like these boxes, which are, I mean, if I'm a betting man, I'm I'm. I'm willing to bet they're both of them are at least four hundred dollars, right? Like, yeah, they have to be, right? I'd love your guys' take. What, what, Michael, what's your take? What do you what do you think each one's going to cost? And again, Michael, and I, this is just purely five hundred ninety nine US dollars. Um, <laughs> I really, I really don't know. Um, I I had a small 
shock earlier when I, I saw like, oh, Last of Us 2 limited edition PS4 Pro, uh, $400, but I could probably defray the cost by selling my current PS4 Pro. What are those selling for? Looked up Amazon, eBay, $500, $400, like for a used one. But I think because like, there was a I, rush on. Yeah, them. is there like a shortage of them? And and I, th- I think so. And then I, I ultimately so. like I I thought better of it because like well I don't want to wait for the disc version of Last of Us Two. I would just want to play it as soon as it's out. So and and I don't really need a new PS4 Pro. Hmm. I mean three three hundred ninety nine for a PS4 Pro is not an exorbitant price. I'm saying that used PS4 Pros, vanilla PS4 Pros, were selling right. for four hundred or five hundred dollars on eBay and Amazon. You sure those didn't have, like, PT loaded on them or something like that? Pretty <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> bog standard. So, uh, yeah, I, w- I, would, I would say probably, I think, I think the, the industry kind of learned its lesson from the PS3 launch. I would say probably 500 is... I'm about to say 600 American dollars? <laughs> U.S. dollars, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Yes, um, U.S. dollars, uh, yes. But, but, yeah, it's... Um, I, I don't know. This this is purely conjecture on my part. I know nothing, yeah, yeah, but my my guess would be five hundred. Uh, well, if you don't want to pay that and you want to pay around a hundred dollars, yeah. Turbo Graphic sixteen Mini is finally shipping in America. So you oh can my god! On. So I'm I'm kind of on the fence about this because I um I succumbed to pressure and ordered a Core Graphics Mini from Japan. Core Graphics mm-hmm. being the European version. Which is identical to the TurboGrafx-16 version, except that it's like half the size. Um, mm. But now I'm, I've found out like, oh yeah, my order's going through. I'm getting the TurboGrafx soon. It's like, do I cancel my order? Or do I keep the bigger one? Because it's, it's like it's a it's a fairly big case for a mini mm. console. It's like twice the size. If you've got like a Super Nintendo uh, Classic or whatever, it's it's twice right. the size of that. So, All right, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm 30, 33 years old. Yeah, I'll be 34 yeah. this year. There's no Keith uh, Courage on this, I should mention. Yes, uh, markedly younger. What would I get this TurboGrafx Mini for? You might get it for uh, Rondo of Blood, which is untranslated, or uh, Snatcher, which is also untranslated. Um, mm-hmm. I do love Snatcher. Yeah. I do love Snatcher. Um, the uh, weird homoerotic bodybuilder shooter series. Um, what's it called? Uh, do a search for that right like, now. Do a search for that. Lovely. Search. <laughs> Why am I blanking on this? I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I, I never owned a TurboGrafx-16. I always wanted one, and this mm. seems so tempting because you get so many games. Thank you. you okay. get Cho- the first Choaniki game is on there. Mm. It's like 40 games. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot Lords of games. Lords of Thunder, which which has a great CD soundtrack. Ease, book one and two. And it, But it's not just from the like the base 16, right? Doesn't it also incorporate the, the CD system? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, Rondo yeah, of Blood, yeah. Ease, book one and two, Lords of Thunder, all that shit is on there. It's like yeah. the, the games that are on there are a lot of fun to play. Maybe you're yeah. like me and you play each one of them five minutes and then like look for another one because like, oh, more choices, Jumpy. Yes, bring me, bring me more hedonism. Yeah, it's it's like a game fridge full of games that you might not be familiar with. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's yeah. I, I'm kind of wondering. I've been hearing a lot about like the Mister. 
Mm. And and I'm starting to wonder, like, should I just do one of those mm. where it's like kind of like that homebrew, like open emulation? Like stuff? my experience with that is, I haven't I haven't gotten into the Mister stuff, but with all these mini consoles and everything else, it's like. I like the idea of having these things on hand more than mm. I like the experience of actually playing them. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So I and I I agree with that completely. And I'm going to go back to Trials of Mana. So that would have been a game I would have loved to have put on a flash cart like five years ago, mm-hmm. right? The original Trials of Mana. Yeah. Uh, Sega did set two three. Like put down on a flash cart, translated, and like I could finally play this, right? Yeah. But I really enjoyed playing a updated game version that fixes a lot of the gameplay issues. Like, cause I did buy the trials. Of, I bought the Secret of Mana collection uh, last year. Oh, collection when it was of Mana. Announced. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, oh yeah, there's a game I've never played before. I have to get it. But when I played it, it was playing Trials of Mana. I was like, I don't like. It, it's very obtuse and it's not fun to play. And then I played mm. this version that came out this year. It's like. Oh no! This is the experience I wanted. Yeah, um, right. I don't like, like I would love if Coach, please Kojima, if you do one thing in this world, remake Snatcher, in your new like with your with your endless amount of money, and what you would do with it. Please remake Snatcher. I was I, I don't was know if I want to go back and play old Snatcher. Very disappointed. I remember a few years ago, like a web page came out and was like Sudatcher, and it was like <sighs> Snatcher as reimagined by Suda Fifty One. But it's only a radio play in Japanese. Uh, Who cares? Oh, man. Well, gentlemen, that is all the news that is fit to play. Oh, damn. All right. Well, I guess it's on to the community segment, which is always segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was what Arnold movie, Arnold, would you like to, would you want made into a game? Trav, you weren't here last week. Is there an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that hasn't been turned into a game that you think would make a really good one? Um, so the joke answer would be Kindergarten Cop. Yes. Uh, love that. Correct. Like a, a, an everyday, like, uh, daily, a day, a sim game where you're, where you're the kindergarten cop and not just like not doing the cop part. You're just a kindergarten teacher. Hmm. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, but the actual real answer would be like, um, a Assassin's Creed style First Blood, like that's the that's the thing. Like First Blood is my favorite uh, Stallone movie. Oh, Stallone, Stallone, you're right. What am I <laughs> oh thinking? It's two God. o'clock. So Kindergarten Cop is the answer. You say I Running was right. Man. Running time. Man. He just pulled the last action hero. Yeah. He thinks it's Stallone movie. It's an Arnold movie. <laughs> yeah, you're pulling from that universe. You've just revealed something key about yourself. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and apologies, our uh, comments were locked for some reason this week that we don't understand. We tried to fix it. We were unable to. Um, so sorry for that. But uh, our first answer from Twitter was from KTH Dream, who says, Mega Man X Boss Flash Beagle here. I want to say a game <laughs> A Way Out should have been based on the Arnold and Stallone film Escape Plan. No film voices only. We could have Cobra fighting old black pants at their peak. It ends with them fighting each other in a Planet Hollywood. Dude, Planet Hollywood was weird. Yep. Like, who who thought it like, yeah, we should just have action stars make a restaurant? Yeah. What if three of my best friends, mm-hmm. we would decide to make a restaurant that was just cool because we would go there sometime. <laughs> Two of them bodybuilders who aren't really allowed to eat. Yep. <laughs> like, have very strict diets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put them in the restaurant biz. Undifferentiated protein paste. 
<laughs> I don't know what that impression was. All right. Uh, from the official Laser Time Facebook community, Ryan Clark says, I was shocked, shocked not to hear a single mention of the timeless Christmas classic Jingle All the Way. Why not get a retro 8 or 16-bit homage to Home Alone on the NES, but wrapped in a Jingle All the Way package? Oh, I see what you did there. Right? I like it. We can have multiple boss fights with Sinbad as a mailman turned supervillain. The final level can be like Sonic going supersonic and Arnold turns into Turbo Man after punching a drunk reindeer, all while getting NES-quality sound bites of Arnold saying, You're my number one customer, upon killing an enemy. And let's not forget to get a garbled soundbite of Phil Hartman saying, Oh, these cookies while he's trying to nail Arnold's wife. <laughs> Gotta be well, honest, I've never actually Top five seen just about people who are trying to cuck Arnold in Arnold movies. Like yeah. Between him and Bill Paxton. <laughs> Matt, you had never seen Jingle All the Way? I have never seen Jingle All the Way. I, and I will never see I don't feel see like it. I need to. So, uh, Big Show's in the movie. Uh, okay, now I need my, to see it. <laughs> that's my, my wrestling reference. Um, not great. And I'm like the perfect age for that. Not a great movie. Uh, Brian Stafford said, while Commando is one of my all-time favorite movies and would love to see that made, uh, that movie adapted to the game, I'm going to say Kindergarten Cop, but a la Fire Emblem Three Houses. Hear him out. Hear him out, Tia. Imagine mm. teaching the kindergarten class, building their skills and experience points, <laughs> and then taking them to the battlefield to participate in Mortal Kombat with the grades of Astoria Elementary. It would definitely be a version of the genre that everyone would play with permadeath off. Uh, professor, professor. <laughs> so great. Uh, I love I love Three Houses a lot. Mm. Um, Me too. And I, yeah, um, I still go Sim, more like a, the Sims version, but this would be also fun. Hmm. All right. And Andrew Giacchetti says, my answer is basic. Running Man, but hear me out. This is the Running Man presented by Ryugago Toku Studio, the guys behind Yakuza. They perfected their cinematic story funnels in Judgment, which could recount the events of the movie while you maneuver Arnold and company through 3D labyrinths of grunts leading up to epic Running Man boss fights, complete with multiple health bars and Kiwami madness. Not only that, Yakuza Zero shows the team is tuned into an 80s nostalgia, and lastly, isn't Running Man basically a Yakuza plot already? You could swap the Governator with the Dragon of Dojima, and it would still work perfectly. And with the Fist of the North Star game already existing, this is basically low-hanging fruit. Bonus points for a Kiryu and Majima cameo. How... How is Running Man a Yakuza plot? No, Yakuza plots are always like some murder happened over here and yep. it's a mystery and, and go and better not it. commit any crimes. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. only a Yakuza. Yeah. That yeah, is not no. the Running Man plot, which is I'm a pilot, I refuse to gun down these civilians. Oh no, I'm arrested, now I'm in this killer game show. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> I'm now, sorry to call would... you out on on this ridiculous made up game, Andrew Giacchetti, but no, I will. It will not stand, dude. Now I get you. I get you, Andrew Giacchetti. You just want Majima in more video games. I agree with you. Sure, Majima should just show up in video games, but I don't think you would do Running Man like as a Yakuza game. Uh, finally, we have a video answer from uh, Cody Laveau, who says, "Hey, it's Kedja Crippler, Cody Laveau, and there's a Rhino. Hi, Rowdy. It's hey, Rowdy. Rowdy. You want to say hi?" So anyway, uh, six day, gotta be six day. Uh, I know everybody's gonna say like commando or jingle all the way or some nonsense, but seriously, commando, it's amazing. Um, 
Uh, but six day, gotta be six day, okay? Because um, in the future, cloning is illegal. You can clone pets, you cannot clone human beings. The technology's there, but it's not legal. Ooh, rhino horn. So uh, Arnold going in to clone his cat, turns out uh, he gets cloned himself and he's forced to investigate a, uh, a shady Jeff Bezos type of guy, right? And he has to go and figure it out and fight and do a little bit of shooting, but mostly it's a mystery alongside his own clone. Now that brilliant basis for an adventure game, right? You and the clone trying to figure things out, could be point and click, could be third person, but you know, getting to use the mechanic of having all of these clones, um, perhaps even you could sacrifice your own clones to solve puzzles, like they could die. Hi, Rowdy. He wants a lot of attention, but you, you, you could let your own clones die to solve puzzles. There's a lot of potential there, right? Wouldn't you say? Rowdy thinks so. Anyway, six day, clones, it was a bomb. It's better than you think it is. It's not great. Ah, that's, that's a horn. Uh, it's not great, but uh, it's good. And it makes for an interesting premise for a film. Go back and watch it. It might still be good. I don't really remember, but XFL took over the NFL in that film, which seemed silly at the time. But uh, these days, I don't know, seems plausible. Came back. We'll see you guys next week. Love you. Say bye, Rowdy. Goodbye, Chris, Michael, whoever else is in there. Later, guys. Thanks, Cody. That rhinoceros is terrifying. And yeah, I should say yep. we lost Chris after the first half because he got sleepy. If that rhino's full name isn't Rowdy Roddy Rhino, that is a missed opportunity, and I'm very disappointed, Cody. It's it's simultaneously cute and terrifying because it's it's right there shoving its horn through the fence, wanting attention. So, I, I've never seen Six Days. However, I did want to bring something up. Um... And the days is good. Is Thank it? you. That was my pick. no, no. It's not. It's not a good movie. I, I, I it didn't really... say it was like an amazing movie. I was saying the premise of exploring the biblical apocalypse in video game form <laughs> would be fun. It would be. It maybe a better time than the movie was. Did not care for that movie. Darksiders proved you can explore that mythos, and it can be fun. So there you go. True. Hmm. New question of the week. Who's an athlete you'd love to see star in their own non-sports game, and what would that game be about? Uh, I'm going to go with fucking Brian Bosworth of the Seattle Seahawks, because nobody talks about that guy anymore. And uh, there was once a time when he was all over everything, and uh, the game would just be about him... It would be like God of War, except he's working his rage issues out on just, like, random people on the streets of Seattle. And it could be, like, an open world, fully realized Seattle, like an infamous second son. And I don't know, someone else go, because this is getting awkward. <laughs> uh, sure, I'll go. So, uh, very famously, uh, in Gainesville, uh, Florida, there was a big scandal dealing with Urban Meyer's last years as the head football coach of the University of Florida. I would love to see a game where you get to play as Tim Tebow in a bully-esque style game living the last, like, like debaucherous years of him at the University of Florida, which also would star a mass murderer um, and a guy who punched and knocked out his strength, uh, strength and uh, conditioning coach. So that is my idea. It is Tim Tebow as bully in, at Florida. Mm. That's what I would want to play as. All right. So that wasn't a mass murder, was it? It, it was what's his name? The dude had that documentary. Aaron, 
Aaron, no, Aaron Hernandez. He had multiple murders. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. He is a multiple. Oh my God. Oh my he is God. a mass murder. Multiple murders. <laughs> um, so you might think, you know, Matthew Allen, because you love Mike Tyson's punch out so much, your easy answer there is Mike Tyson, but do it like Mike Tyson mystery Ooh, style. I would okay? play like, that. like a I Phoenix Wright game. But no, that's not. That's not mm. my fucking answer, ladies and gentlemen. My answer because we did not get to include these people in our real list, mm-hmm. and now I have to go into the wrestling world. I we did want... that already. That was a different show. Yes. Thunder in Paradise. Come on. I want Stone Cold Steve Austin to star in a condemned game that's basically just a battle royale mm-hmm. game. And you might, Michael, you might say, oh, well, he's a wrestler. He doesn't count. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin played football for the University of North Texas. So that is my athlete. I am choosing to start a Battle Royale star game called, based on The Condemned. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the football player, is That's right. starring in your... Not the wrestler, the football player. Not the wrestler. Yeah. Clearly not the wrestler. Yeah. He could even be stunning but Steve I, Austin I, I, and still think, have the I long blonde hair. Even though wrestling gets discounted as like, it's sports entertainment. Like, no, it is a sport. But it is a sport in the same sense that rhythmic gymnastics or synchronized swimming is a sport. Like, it's all choreographed, but it's definitely a sport. Yes, yes. it's very hard. Yeah. It's very <laughs> difficult to do what you they cannot do. Just, you, you cannot just get up and decide, I'm going to be a professional wrestler today. Cause no. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. No, it really no. is not easy. No, But I, I think pe- more people should talk about The Condemned, and it basically is a battle royale already, just with the ten people on an island killing each oh, other. The, the Condemned, not Condemned. The game. No, right. But, oh, but maybe that's the gameplay. It's a first-person melee. There you go. Thank yeah, you, Michael. You're, you're beating up hobos. Contributing to the design reason. doc. <laughs> <laughs> well, and The Condemned, you're, you're beating up other yeah, convicts, yeah, yeah, so why true. not? You know? That's true. Whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, um, so who is an athlete that you'd love to see star in an, a non-sports game? Uh, and what would that game be about? Let us know. Go to videogamepocalypse.com. Answer under the comments for episode 368, assuming they're working. Uh, if not, you can hit us up on the official Laser Time community on Facebook or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's go some plugs. Uh, Trav, tell us about PNB. Uh, yeah, so I host a uh, small little podcast community called PNB, PNB Network. Uh, myself, Kayla Zumbaum, Dylan Tyranny, Robert Beach, and Brandon Lundy. Uh, we do a show every week that's supposed to be about video games, but I'm pretty sure the last one we just recorded, we just yelled at each other about is Avatar anime. So there you go. We also did a show about The Last Dance where myself, Michael Jones, and uh, – and Robert Beach kind of went through the last dance. Um, it is a tremendous documentary. Please, 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 if you get a chance to watch it, watch it. It's great. It's 10 hours, but it's a weird 90s time capsule. And yeah, also, I do a show with Sonya Valentine that I would be remiss in not saying it. It is called uh, Live from the Pool House, where we go episode by episode to talk about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's a really fun time. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's all the plugs I have. Nice. There we go. Oh, and Laser Time. Chris is not here. Laser Time. Laser Time. dot com. Patreon. dot com slash Laser Time. Yes, thank you. Uh, Very important. There's probably an episode of Laser Time coming. Give us money. Go to uh, Patreon. dot com slash. One time. of those is a URL that works. Yeah. The other one doesn't work. It's, it's Laser Time Podcast. dot com. Oh, okay. 
I was going to say, yes, patreon.com slash laser time is where you can go to support us. And not just laser time, it supports the entire network, including Game Apocalypse. For just $5 a month, you would be doing so much for us. You get access to all kinds of bonus content, such as bonus time, the kind of slice of light behind the scenes show, as well as... Apocalypse Gaiden. Yeah, we just put out our second episode in three years uh, yes, with a spoiler man. cast on Final Fantasy VII Remake. Hmm. Yeah, so we, that hmm. just went up. You also get access to uh, Michael and I join Chris every month for the 302010 uh, video game edition. I think we just we determined it's going to be called like bonus round from now on because it just makes the most sense. But sure. we, we talk about video games that came out 30, 20, and 10 years ago that month. So, yeah, check us out on patreon.com slash laser time. It's fun. As always, you can visit us on Twitter at Fiji Apocalypse or online at VigiGameApocalypse.com and visit me personally on Twitter at Wikiparas, where I will occasionally say funny things. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Walmart is a bunch of stupid, dumb donkey dicks.